Jazz hands, so we got to get hands. you to do jazz hands. There you go. Come on. Come on. You got to do it more. Jazz we need hands. more there jazz hands. There you go. Rachel's doing jazz hands. Come on, Walter. Jazz hands. We are live. We are live. I hope you got your big girl panties on. This is episode 278 of the Who Move My Freedom podcast coming to you live from the Strange live. Media Studios in Gainesville, Florida. What up, people? What's live. going on? How, how it be like? I guess that's what I could say. It's Friday. It's Friday. Yeah, it's Friday. And our special guest tonight, Rachel Malone of GOA, Texas. There she goes. Rachel Thank Malone. Thank you. Great to be on with you guys. Thank you so much. Awesome. Yes, I'm, I'm surprised. On. I thought it was just going to be me and Hank. It's always nice to see him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Face. Nice. Yes. He, he meant to say, always nice to see a lovely young lady here yeah. representing for the Second Amendment community. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, welcome to the show. Uh, we are we are savages here. We will try to behave ourselves. Savages, speak for yourself. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are reasons I carry a gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. So, welcome to the show, Rachel. How's everything going with you? Going great. Uh, coming to you from here in Texas, so your neighbor a little further out. Uh, but yeah, things are good here. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. Uh, of course, we've got Walter from Safety Harbor Firearms. There five for goes. five for five this week. Every day yes. I've been on. We have Walter doing double duty, <laughs> and and you're working tomorrow because I got to come over here. Yep. Go head over to uh, Safety Harbor. Yep. Come get on some down. Work done. We go. We go. We go make some stuff. Sounds like somebody's a slave driver. <laughs> I know. I know. You know, just like some. Well, actually, you know what it is. Uh, you know, honestly, Rachel. See, I was supposed to do these things a long time ago, but yeah, I yeah. went off to SEMA show in Las Vegas. I don't know if you're into cars, yeah. but uh, he's yeah, a world I'm, traveler. He's been going yeah. all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So I went off. I was working just before anyone, you know, tries to make it look like I wasn't working. Just so right. happens, what I do right. for a living is a little bit of fun. Well, that's but, good. Yeah, That's but most, mostly work. It's mostly work. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I was doing well, hey, it for what, the people. <laughs> hey, what I do for a living, it, it also is it's a lot of fun sometimes, and it's for the people. So I can I can agree with you on that. Awesome. And do you do this for a living? I do. I okay. I do work for GOA for Gun Owners of America here in Texas to promote our freedoms in the Texas legislature. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. And uh, you know, it's 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 a little weird that someone has to actually fight for that. In the great state of Texas. <laughs> but I you guess you got to fight for it if you want to keep it, right? A, a lot of people kind of questioned, oh, really? Why Why is GOA picking Texas uh, to, to place somebody in? And there are all the reasons that it makes sense. So first reason is Texas is so far behind. So, so everybody thinks Texas is this great gun rights state, right? Uh, let me give you a few numbers for that. So there are 13 or 14 states who recognize constitutional carry. So if you legally possess the firearm, you can carry it, no permits. Texas is not among those states. So that's the top 25%, right? Okay. So there are over 30 states who allow unlicensed open carry. So if you own it, you can carry it open. Texas is not among those. Texas was the 45th state to get licensed open carry just a couple years ago. So let that sink in. So Texas is actually really far behind the curve um, as far as our carry laws go. And I want to change that. And, and the other thing is, um, well, a couple of things. So as we saw in the elections, I mean, Texas is not the super strong conservative bastion that people sometimes you know, often think it is as, as, as our votes are going. Uh, but also, even with this strong, you know, 
strong conservative majority, supposedly in the legislature, we haven't been able to make uh, significant progress. We need a lot more effort. And, you know, Texas is such a large state that if we can make significant progress here in Texas, that's going to mean great things for other states. So those are all the reasons why I'm super glad to be working here in Texas. You missed one thing. What's that? Um, Texas, and I heard this on the radio, and it makes a lot of sense. Like a lot of states have, have recruited companies from these other states to move to Texas. Well, along with those people that move to Texas are the people from the place, California, and oh, all, yeah. these, so, all these other places that 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 live in this in those um, socialist bastions where they don't think that anybody should have any guns. Right. Yeah. So I was and, born and, and, and they in spread Austin. that and they spread yep. that idea to all these other people. And it's like. You're going to ruin Texas. (laughs) Come on. Seriously, I was born and raised in Austin, and I'm actually one of the few who I think lives in Austin who was actually born and raised there. Most everybody comes for college or for work or something, Um, and it's changed so much. So, first of all, it's horrible to drive on the roads. They they have the statistic of how many people from Texas come to Austin or from people from California come to Austin every day and just clog up our roads. So that's terrible. But also, yes, they're bringing their liberal ideas. So I have this great idea, actually. And I think if we did it, it would fix not only some of the gun problems and maybe some crime, but I think it would also fix all of our traffic problems. So you want to hear it? Um, Sure. Yes. I do. I have ideas, too, but they're probably not as good as yours. (laughs) Well, I think mine is brilliant. So I'm thinking the best way to fix all the horrible traffic problems we have without spending so much more money on transportation and and building new highways is that everybody in Texas should just like all the gun owners should actually open carry their handguns for say six months, carry them open every single day for six months and all the snowflakes will go back to California and any (laughs) any of the ones who deserve to be there will be fine staying. Then we'll have a great state and get rid of all the extra traffic. So that's my brilliant thing. I'm so scared. I saw a gun. (laughs) I'm scared. (laughs) Yeah. uh I'm surprised with what you're saying about Texas, because in my mind, Texas should be like cowboys. Everybody's got guns. You should have a bazooka on your back when you're walking around. You know, your your transportation should be a rocket. You know, I mean, it's Texas for crying the hell out loud. But you're right. It's been invaded by some some socialist commie bastards. And there's other issues. You mentioned the driving thing. It's not just Californians. It's it's people with no driver's license from other countries. um, Yeah. And and the other thing um, that I notice a whole lot when I'm doing legislative work. So the legislature meets here in Austin, which is a capital. Um, Austin is also if you if you look at the election maps, like the blue and the red counties, Austin, Travis County in the center of Texas is the blueberry blue county. Um, surrounded by all of these red counties until you get to the to the fringes of Texas. Um, And and so it's a whole lot easier for people who live right here to show up. You know, they can drive over on their lunch break and testify before the legislature and then go back to work in the afternoon. It's easy uh, comparatively for the people who live, you know, 10, 12 hours away and like still in Texas because Texas literally is that big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so and so something that I'm trying to really focus on here is empowering the people who live a little further out. Uh, who may be more representative of what Texas actually believes, but it's harder for them to get in and make their voices heard. And a lot of them also just take it for granted that, oh, duh, this is Texas. Everybody knows that we believe this. Well, not anymore. So that's a lot of what I'm doing is trying to empower those people to speak up when it matters. 
Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. We're going to get deep into this. We're going to we're gonna <laughs> deep dive into this with Rachel. We've got Walter here. I want to take care of some business. I know the last couple of days that we've been doing this, usually, Rachel, I shout out people in the chat because yeah. we've got lots of loyal people. We've got a lot of egos shows. in the chat. we got a lot well, of egos in the chat. Yeah, I mean, and then, and then consider this. You know, we do this five nights a week. Mm-hmm. There's people who come and hang out with us. Every night. Every night, five nights a week, they're here in the That's chat. Dedication. Hanging out yeah. Oh my gosh, got- those people need a shout out. Definitely. Yes, we need to shout them out. Okay, Even tell me Walter- who you're most faithful. I want to hear you're most faithful. Oh, okay. I will tell you. Even though Walter's evil and doesn't want to sh- yeah. <laughs> yeah. All you guys go flame Walter right now. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Remember, I'm g- we're gonna be giving away an AR-15, so don't be too nasty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you probably don't want to do that anytime soon. Yeah. So let me see. Okay, so Rachel, for example, you want to know um who's always here? Christopher Williams. Oh, yeah. He he's number one, he's always here. Ridge Runner, always nice. here. SoCal Gunner, someone who's living in a in a state where he knows. Where we're all headed, unfortunately, California. SoCal Gunners here. Uh, let's see who else we've got. Richard Hughes, he's always here. Vanessa Kitty, always here, always. STL Storm Spotter, same thing. Chris Bullis, Kiaski. Yeah, Rich White. Shout, uh, shout out to Rich White. Let's see. And Rich White lives in one of the constitutional carry states. So, yay, good for you. Do you know Rich White? Keep it free. No, I'm just reading. I'm just reading the chat oh. message. Oh, okay. You're yeah. I'm- you're way down. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, and what state is he in? I don't know. He just said one of them, so I, oh, I he, okay. Off. Yeah, but oh, you know what? Good for you, and keep working to keep it that way. Yeah, I'm sure he'll tell us here in a second what state he's in. Let's see who else we got. We got Chris Bolas, uh, Vanessa Kitty. I think I said Psycho Three Sixteen. Boss Hog is here as well. Let's see James Lawson, Robert Avis, Richard Hughes, uh, Mubut. Mubut is in the building. Shout out to Mubut. By the way, everyone, please smash the thumbs ups. Okay, we need that. We need get, need you guys to press the thumbs ups. It's Friday. We have to oh. get people's attention. Let people come in here. So like the video, share it if you can. I appreciate it. Um, let's see who else we've got here. Um, Jade Grew also always here. Lewis nineteen eleven. Um, Eric Schultz is here as well. Um, let's see. James Miller, Kenny McLeave. Uh, Kenny Van Cleave, excuse me, G42. Tacos and French fries, always here, always here. Uh, John Gillian says, what's up, people? Friday is here, finally. Let's see who else we've got. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> SoCal so Gunner, I'm from California. I'm not a snowflake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, see, I was going to tell Rachel that we should manufacture a black hole and and then put, like, you know, safe space signs pointing towards it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then all these people that want a safe space can drive over there, fall into the black hole and live happily ever after. <laughs> yeah. But that, yeah, you know, except it doesn't work that way. You know, the, the uh, policies don't, sorry. I just like bring it right back to the serious, don't I? Mm-hmm. But the policies don't like they wouldn't live happily ever after. It wouldn't be the best life. Uh, they'll they'll be in the black hole. I will live happily ever after. <laughs> I'm not. I'm. I, I wasn't going to tell them that, Rachel. Okay. I'm not I just, worried about I just what happens to them once they fall into the black hole. I just spoiled it for you. Once they fall into that, it's all. Whatever <laughs> happens is good. Yeah, it's all yeah. good. I mean, we might drop. We might drop like a little TV camera or something down there just for, you know, shits and giggles. So this would be like all the people who think that it's stupid and dangerous to carry a gun, basically, right? Yeah, all those guys. All of them. Yeah, all those people who think they don't need that. 
I'm just going to say it's a really good thing you didn't do this 10 years ago because I would have been in that black hole. Oh, oh. (laughs) well, you know, what can I say? Every now and then we'll put down like, here's what we'll do. We'll open up the big manhole cover on the black hole and we'll shout down there. Have any of you knuckleheads learned your lesson yet? (laughs) We'll listen. You know, we'll have a certain period. We'll give every if we hear someone they're like, yeah, let me out of here. I've learned my lesson. Then maybe we'll we'll let the ladder down, let them climb up out of there. No, too nice. Yeah, yeah Walter yeah, says no. They're no. too nice. <laughs> okay. I think I think I'm like the eternal optimist and uh, you know naively optimistic, but I think sometimes it works in my favor because I just want to go and you know preach the good news to all of them about gun rights. I just really do because I just really keep thinking that they can actually believe it. Well, I think the unfortunate thing is, um, what's the definition of crazy, right? Doing the same Insanity thing. Insanity doing, yes. And yeah. expecting different results. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what? And every time we get situations where we have shootings and things like that going on around the country or acts of violence, we have that. And people keep saying, we need more laws. We need more laws. You need to ban this stuff. You need to get more restrictions. You know, we were going to, one of the um, articles I was looking at before we started here is Ashton Kutcher. He's calling for more restrictions and all that kind of stuff. He's in California. Yeah. These guys have California on lockdown. None of those restrictions did anything to help anyone. Yeah. It's like they just can't see it. I was actually talking with someone earlier today. Um, It was it ended up being a really great conversation. I'm really glad we had it. Um, But she she sincerely had an issue with the idea of of people being able to freely carry guns. And and she gave several different reasons that we talked about. But one one of the the observations she made um, and the reason she pointed to of why we need gun control or we need more gun control. She actually pointed to Chicago. And she said, that's a place that really definitely would benefit from more gun control. And, and like, you know, it, it was a serious question that she had. And we actually <laughs> were able to have a good, serious discussion about it. it. Just logically working through, why does that not make sense? But it doesn't make sense. I mean, you look at the places that have the most gun control. And they're they're not safer. They're yeah. worse. What the good people of Chicago need, and, and, and I mean that sincerely, the good people in Chicago who are law abiding, they go to work every day, they just want to take care of their families and they want to be safe and they're dealing with gangs and all kinds of other things. What they need, they all need us to airdrop in AR-15s to them. You know, then they can get on the YouTube and they can look at some videos about how to be safe and how to use the AR-15s, how to aim properly, you know, make a good sight picture and all that kind of stuff. You know, then the next time the gangbangers or whoever comes up into the neighborhood, what they need to do is light those people's asses up. Okay, and that will solve a lot of the problems in Chicago. Yeah, at least the GOA has a bumper sticker. It says fight crime, shoot back. Hell yeah. Uh, Like It's it's simple. Like that's kind of the solution, Um, obviously, with all the legal stipulations, everything. But yeah, if somebody's attacking you, you want to be able to fight back. It's like like any mama bear knows like any cornered cat. Uh, there's a corner cat website that I love, and I love using that analogy. But yeah, I, I'm not going out looking for a fight. But if somebody comes at me looking for a fight or looking for an easy prey, they're not going to find easy prey. I'm going to fight back. I'm a survivor. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Amen to that. What were you going to say, Walter? I also have to get rid of the people that run the thing because all these major cities that all have this major crime all have major Democratic or Democrats yeah. running things. So. 
Hell yeah. Yeah. Although I'm, if, I'm, I'm just going to say, like, the people, the states where the Republicans run everything, it's not worlds better. Yeah. Um, I, I totally agree with that. Or, or okay, the Republicans, it, I wish they, they would, I wish they would do the things that they say they believe in. The major cities, the Detroit's, the New Orleans, the New York's, all of them are all Democratic. Yeah. They run, and they're the ones that are the worst, so. Yeah, uh, San Francisco, L.A. Da, 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 Here's on. what I think is happening. We're like we can't just go by party anymore. And that's true. We can't just go by Republican or Democrat anymore. We have to ask ourselves what people believe. Now, yeah. on the Republican side, there's people who say they believe in the Constitution. Mm-hmm. There's people who say that they're conservatives. There's people who say they believe in the Second Amendment. I call bullshit on that. And I agree with you on that. And what they're trying to do is infiltrate the rest of us, okay, that do believe in the Second Amendment and the right of the people to defend themselves. They are, you know, they've they've infiltrated. They're pretending like Rick Scott's one of those guys, in my personal opinion. You know, um, I, I didn't know if I wanted to get into this real early. I know that's something going on in the news right now. He's bitching and complaining and crying on the news. How everything's unfair here in Florida. Um, here's the thing, Walter, I'll let, I'll, I'll let you say that, say what you have to say here in a second. You have to separate yourself from, they would be doing that to any Republican, not just Rick Scott. It, so he just happens to be the guy that, that took on, um, what's his face and looks like he beat him. That, if that, if that was you running, you'd get the same thing. You'd do the 40,000 votes show up and you lost. Yeah. So it's not, a, it's, I, not I, a Rick, yeah. it's not a Rick Scott thing. It's a. It's a democratically controlled area down there where they have a history of 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 stuff in the ballot box. So hey. um, I agree with you. Listen, we know how Dem- we, we all know that. Th- that's so not, he's, not got every, who- he's got every right to bitch about it, just like anybody else. should. Yeah. None of us here are going to complain that Democrats all over the country are sneaky. OK, it's the Game of Thrones. They know how to play the Game of Thrones. Lots of Republicans don't know how to play it. Here's the thing I'm going to tell you. Um, maybe instead of uh, trying to put gun control, not even trying, putting gun control in effect in Florida, maybe he should have been doing some election control. OK, he, he knows this is going on. He's been the governor for how long, Walter? How many years has Rick Scott been the governor? I, I understand what you're saying. I'm not I'm not arguing with you about that. Um, yeah. So and what I'm trying to tell you is this. I won't I won't argue with anyone like what Democrats are doing here in Florida to try to switch the elections over. And they're doing it all around the country. I'm not going to argue with anyone out there. It's totally wrong. It's what they do every single time. It's not just Florida. It's all over the country. That's wrong. But here's the thing. If Rick Scott was like uh, was real in the first place, he would have been dealing with that. On top of that, if he didn't try to put gun control in effect in Florida, he would have beaten these people by hundreds of thousands. Of I don't necessarily think so. I'm pretty sure of that. Because the well, did um, I know I didn't vote for him, so did, he definitely didn't get, didn't get well, my vote. Did Trump beat Clinton by hundreds of thousand people here by just vast majority? No. It was a pretty damn close thing in the in the end, um, even with all the Democratic monkey business, um, you know, dead people voting and stuff in the ballot boxes. So, yeah, I um, think in the I think in the end, we're going to move past that. I think that in the end, they're going to try to do what they can do. What is outright fraud is going to be exposed as, as outright fraud, you know. But in well, the, I'm going to tell you, I don't have 
Look, I, I I just don't have a lot of sympathy for Rick Scott personally. So, well, yeah, yeah but like you're saying, there there are so many people in Texas as well, and in so many other states who are from the party that traditionally, typically has been thought to stand up for gun rights. And those people are the ones coming out with statements saying, you know, we need to compromise. And they might not use the word compromise, but that is exactly what they're saying. Right, right. Those are the people who are coming out and and actually promoting gun control. And and it's the same fallacy and, and stupid thinking that, that just never works. It, it's it's the thinking that says, you know what, maybe maybe they're reasonable people too. So if we compromise a little, then they'll compromise a little and stop beating it. You know what? It doesn't work that way. If we compromise a little, they say, oh good, they gave a little, we can get them to give more. They never oh, yeah. give anything up. They just make us keep on giving things up. And so like that's what we've come to. They have turned the supposedly gun rights party of Republicans into the people who were actually the ones promoting gun control issues. What have we even come to? Yeah, that's, absolutely. That's just wrong. That's so messed up. I agree with you on that. And by the way, Vanessa Kitty says, Walter, uh, Trump won by electoral college, which is a far is far different than a Senate race. That's very true. Right. So yes. that's it's a. But it's if a, you look at the numbers in Florida, it was things are was close. The, the, I, the I, state is pretty split. I mean, and the, the urban areas are split. Well, you take the urban areas and you take the country, like Texas. The whole state is red except the urban areas and along the border for some reason. That's yeah. a miracle. That's, a, yeah. that's, that's But I, I listen, I agree with that. And when it comes to what's happening right now in Florida, what I'm the most concerned with is what's going on with the governor's race. Um, I'm, it's not going to be the end of the world for me for Scott to become the senator to, uh, you know, of, of Florida. But I don't really know what would be the difference between him and Nelson. They're both anti-gun like wusses. <laughs> Do you know what one of the differences I no, is? I have no love for either one of them. Go ahead. Okay. So, you know, Rachel's opinion here, right? Rachel's opinion is that a lot of time the difference is if it's a Republican pushing something like gun control or like raising taxes, then the Republicans all vote in favor of it. And if it's uh-huh. a Democrats pushing it, then the Republicans at least sometimes fight against it. Oh, you know, you might be onto something, Rachel. I don't well, know. It sounds crazy, but it may be true. <laughs> it is true. It is true. When we unfortunately, had, yeah, yeah, when we had uh, Democrats, when we had Democrats in power, when you had Obama, etc., uh-huh. uh, everyone was all fired up. Let's keep an eye on him. He's trying to put in gun control. He wants to put gun control in effect. I agree with the fact that he was trying to put gun control in effect. We were vigilant. We were paying attention. We fought back against everything, and the Republicans joined with us to do it right because they needed us but the minute they got in there like with rick scott they put gun control in effect so that's that's the reason why for me i have no love no love loss don't care about rick scott i'm not going to shed any tears for him you know he's in a position that he created he was the governor of florida for eight years Okay, and he didn't do anything about this. He didn't fight back against the corruption. He didn't make this a point. What he decided to do is when he wanted to become a senator, he decided to use an unfortunate incident that happened in Florida. He decided to not stand up for the Second Amendment here and and make the other Republicans here in Florida give him gun control. He signed it into law and then he announced he was running for that Senate seat. And that's what we're dealing with. And if we're gun guys, if we say we believe in the Second Amendment, we should have no sympathy for him, just like we wouldn't have sympathy for Obama or Hillary Clinton or anyone else. Okay, so you're hitting the nail on the head right there with, you know, don't have sympathy for him. 
It's not sympathy for him. It, it, no, not even sympathy. You can, use, you can substitute different words. So, so you're hitting the nail on the head with with one of my absolute top principles of, I call it my manual of politicking, if you will, right? And one of those is you always got to separate the policy from the person. You you can't give somebody a free pass just because they're a certain party or just because you know you've liked them in the past or because they've been a nice person and you know they shook your hand at some party and they listened to you like. And and by the same token, you can't just you know make personal attacks on people. That doesn't get us anywhere. It's got to be separating the person from the policy. You've got to focus on the policy that you believe in and vote that way and and do your activism that way. It's it's focused on the policies, on the things you actually believe in. Yeah. Go ahead, Walter. I know you want to say something about this. Well, like I said before, it's it's not sympathy for him. It's the corruption down there in the south. So yeah. Uh, but but so here's so here's the thing about the corruption in the south south walter i don't know you said rick scott didn't do anything but no no no. here's what i'm uh, telling you we 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 do that's a point that we're not going to argue on he really can't well he can do things but he can only do so much and then it doesn't as as everybody knows you just don't say hey you're fired get out of here you can't do that there's a machine down there you can't yeah but what (laughs) we need to do is call attention here's the one thing i'll tell you right here's the one thing i'll tell you that i like all i say is if if you don't like it, then what's the answer? I don't hear any um, answers. We, we need, we need, and, and we I, need and, real men. We need real men. Do you know what? Here's <laughs> the thing. Let me tell you something. You know what people like about Trump? You know what people like about Trump? He doesn't do. He, he calls bullshit. Exactly what you were just going to say. And he doesn't care if you like yeah. what he says we, or not. We need to call bullshit. We need to call bullshit. When I see what I'm trying to say to you is when I see Scott up there acting all sad and sorry for himself and you know, whatever. I'm like, dude, you know, even here, you're showing that you're not a man. This is the problem that we had. You weren't here really trying to solve anything. You were trying to advance your political career. I agree with you, Walter. There's massive corruption in the southern part of Florida, and we need to do something about it. Okay, we need to do something about it. But we need real, actual leadership. People who, when they get in there, instead of thinking about their next move, they're thinking, how can I make Florida uh, great again? That's what we should think about right now. How do we make Florida the gunshine state again? Let's focus on that. You just brought up such a true and such an important point. And this is something that the more I work in politics, the more I see this. It's it's some days I think it's sad. Some days I just think it's disgusting. But what happens is you get so many politicians or you get so many people who want to run for office. And and I'll admit some I'll concede some of them just have bad motives and they just want to be in power. So those are you know lost causes from the beginning. But some people I really honestly think have great intentions when they want to go run. You know, they, they want to be they want to be representing the people. They want to do the right thing and stand up for freedom and stand up for liberty. Some people actually run for office with that intention. And as soon as they get into office, I, I wouldn't say they intentionally say, oh, now I want to be powerful. I'm going to forget about that. But it's like they get just sucked into that bubble. And all they're hearing is this establishment talk around them. All they're hearing is what leadership wants all they're hearing is oh if you really want to get those make those things happen you just have to shut up and do what we say and we'll, we'll teach you the right way to do things and then they start that's all they're hearing and a lot of times i i think they still somehow in, in a twisted way they still think they're representing the people when they stopped listening so long ago and that's why that's why we can never stop being active that's why it, it, if we care about liberty um 
we always have to be working. Uh, There's a quote that I like that no man's life, liberty or property are safe when the legislature is in session. And that's true. Like (laughs) you can't ever sleep, right? The price of liberty is eternal vigilance. And so, yeah, we can't all be working all the time, but somebody's got to be there all the time holding the line and reminding these people so that, so they can't say, Oh, nobody ever mentioned that to me. Right. Like we got to be holding them accountable or they do absolutely get sucked into the bubble and they might think they're representing the grassroots and they are so far from it. It doesn't even look like it after all. Yeah. I think there's lots of confusion. So I think Brian quick is asking me, what does being a man have to do with it? (laughs) Being a man. And what I mean by that is let's clear the confusion Get the confusion out of the way. People are going to do what they want to do. This is what the whole the whole Second Amendment means to me. This is what we're talking about in all these different things, like broken people going out there and doing things. If you know that you're going to fight back and you're going to defend yourself, it doesn't matter what people want to do, what things they want to do to get around stuff and like, oh, we've got this law now, we're going to take this away from you. You need to be clear and concise in your mind. And that's the, that's the reason why I don't have any empathy for this guy. He's not clear and concise in his mind. He hasn't done things that that would would one make the situation better in Florida, but he hasn't done anything to make any of us really give a damn about what's going on with him. Yes, I agree with you, Walter. There's massive corruption going on around the country with lots of people. We have to stop taking that. We're the ones that have to go. This is nonsense and we have to stop dealing with it. Well, this thing in Florida could be ended real quick. All I got to do is the person who declares the thing over, just do it. <laughs> they violated the stuff. They didn't have the stuff done in time. It's over. We get Clara, boom, finished. Now you the, mean something? the yeah. person there's people who valid, you know, they validate the election, blah blah blah, and they and they do, they'll be screaming bloody murder. But that's too bad. Yeah, that's what we need to that do. Takes, we need well, to shut that, everything that down. Take, that takes a set too <laughs> to yeah. uh, to be the person who pulls the trigger. We so. need more of that, but we don't have that. That's what I'm saying well, to you. Yeah. We need more. How how come? How come? Think about this. How come every single time? Ask yourself this. How come every single time we could all predict that Democrats are going to do some underhanded, shysty nonsense? <laughs> They're going to bring in some lawyers from somewhere and these things are going to show up. How come we know that's going to happen? We all know it. We could predict it. But the people who are the leaders that we put out there to deal with this, that we would expect to just shut this down like, hey, you can't even come into the state. Don't even try to do this. We're not going for this. Where the hell are those people? Republicans roll over every single time. Where are the people who live in these places? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's okay, not so- my, I can't change Miami-Dade, but the people living in Miami-Dade are the ones that have to deal with all this monkey business every yeah. time. I mean, I mean, I guess they like it. I guess they don't care. I guess they're asleep at the wheel, but. The there's ones so that- many reasons. There's so many reasons yeah. people don't get involved. Like there's there's a reason of they they like it the way it is, or they think they like it, or the delusion. They don't care. They're not paying attention. But there are also a lot of people who who do care. Like they would agree with us. They would agree with the things we're saying about the way policy should be, and they would agree that you know whoever politicians are infringing their rights, they would agree they need to go or they need to stop doing that. Right. Um, and for those people, like the question is, why don't they get involved, and what can we do to get them involved? And I, one of the listeners uh, typed in the chat, you know, I, I'm, I'm here in Austin. What can I do to help? And I, I think for a lot of people who would agree with us, um, they just don't they don't know exactly what to do sometimes. And 
that's part of my job is to help people know exactly what to do, how to get plugged in. And, it, and if you're sitting there, whether you're in Texas or Florida or another state, um, there are some there are so many ways that you can get involved. And yes, it can be overwhelming at first. Right. Because where do you even start? Where do you begin? Um, I like to tell people, you know what, if, if nothing else, if you don't have any other particular group to plug into, go start local. If you can get a get a friend or two, show up to your city council meeting, show up to your school board meeting. You can use Google to find when those meet. Uh, I, I, there are so many times and people will email me saying, hey, you know, when does my school board meeting ask? I'm like Google.com and I go type it in and I like find it. I'm like, here's your link. And but it helps. Right. Like literally, if you want to get involved, do something about it. Right. Like go to your school board, go to I go to city council. Um, they're following the legislature is, is more complicated, much more complicated, but it, it's also very important. And that's a lot of what I'm doing. But there, there are so many ways you just have to get started and commit to doing something. I agree with that. I think that's what you're doing. That's what we're doing. There's people out there doing that. I think the people who are leaders, though, have to stand up and do something about what's good. Like you can't if you if you you can't cry uh, corruption and then you didn't do anything for a, for a long time. That's what we have to do. When there's people, if there's people in Broward that are using corruption to affect the entire state of Florida, we should do something about that. Absolutely. We should not allow that. And we shouldn't, have, we shouldn't, it's not to say we can do something right now, but we should have been doing something for all these years. Yeah. If someone out there is corrupt and we know it's corrupt, if you're the governor, you have the ability to go say, there's corruption going on over here. Go investigate their asses. Yeah. Deal with this. Make it so that that the people who want to get into political office to be corrupt, stop doing it because yeah. they know they're going to get their asses caught. You also need to stand up when when a shooting or something like that happens. And someone's like, oh, my God, why don't we have more control, more gun laws, more gun control? Tell them that's not going to do shit. Right. That's not going right. to do anything. And that's not a solution. And we're not doing that anymore. Yeah. You know, don't yeah. just roll over and go, OK, we're going to put some gun control into effect because then you'll see that I'm a nice guy and you'll love me. None of those those same people that he did that for are the ones who right now are trying to steal the election from him. The people yeah. who he was like, I'm telling you, like I spoke to the politicians here in Florida and they said, if we didn't do this, the Democrats, they would come down on us like a ton of bricks and they would do this thing. Oh, I wonder what they're doing right now. Right, exactly. So, so I don't claim to be an elections expert. Um, I, I usually focus a little more on policy, but I've definitely been involved enough and seen enough. And so, my theory and, and what my observations have been that there are so many times when when elected officials will say, "Oh, you know, I'm afraid of what the other side is going to think, so I need to be more moderate, so I can attract, you know, so I'm not seen as a radical, so I can win my election." So, first of all, the goal shouldn't be winning your election. The goal should be doing what you were sent there to do. And if the people like it, they'll send you back. And if not, well, at least you did something, and you weren't just, you know, trying to keep the seat warm. So that first of all. But second, even if your goal is just to get reelected. Um, you know how how few people vote like it's such a small percentage of people registered to vote who actually show up and vote. And Texas had record turnout, but still, you know, a small percentage of the people who actually could have gone out, you know, been registered and actually vote. Yeah, no matter what Oprah does. <laughs> right. Yeah. It can't affect so, that many people to vote. All they could do, like Walter's saying, is just make up votes. Yeah, exactly. And and so so what I'm saying is if, if you want to really get people energized to go vote for you. Don't pander to be this moderate. Don't pander to the other side because let me tell you what, like you mentioned, the other side is not going to love you because they're still going to think you're tainted. 
right? Um, you're, you're never going to appease the gun control crowd and, and make them love you by going a little farther that direction. What you're going to do is you're going to alienate the base that could be so energized and excited if you actually went there and held the line for liberty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you, I don't, agree with you that. don't win. You don't win. Yeah. Walter, yeah, I sense you want to say something. Well, I mean, I think in Florida, there was almost 100,000 people that voted other. That does. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do what you want. Vote how you like. But, you know, you can I mean, you do what you like. You know? Yeah, but, absolutely. When, when I'm not telling anyone how to vote. Yeah. You know what I'm when I'm in a I I suggest I mean, a lot people, people, that they a lot go people vote. vote other as protest for whatever yeah. reason yeah. Yeah. whether they don't yeah. like the person or they or they just don't know they just pick somebody yeah. else and, you know, so like I was thing. saying earlier go ahead mm-hmm. go ahead no 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 well here's what I was gonna say here's the thing for me and and like we know this because it's very it's very public right here's the thing for me I'm not here killing myself doing this show and doing all the things that I do because I don't believe in this. I truly believe in this. Okay. And there's no way that I could say to people to support my belief in, 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 in the second amendment. And then someone who I know is anti-gun, I vote for them. I can't do it. And I'm not going to do it. So that's just, that's just the bottom line for me. Well, what I was going to say is like I was saying earlier, I'm not going to just vote for somebody who's a certain party or a certain way, you got to earn my vote, okay? Uh, if, if you're running for office, you have to earn my vote and you have to deserve it for me to actually vote for you. I'm not going to just automatically go and vote for you. Um, so th- that's that's one thing. That's, you know, that's Rachel's, Rachel's policy. <laughs> but the other thing in, that I wanted to bring up is, you know, again, something from Rachel's manual of politicking, right? So so we, we talk about liberty. We believe in liberty. And the reason we do gun rights is, is because we're fighting for liberty. We want to preserve the blessings of liberty to our posterity. And so I, I think as a natural extension of that, I'm never going to tell anybody else how to, how to do activism. I'm never going to tell anybody else, you know, if you care about guns, you absolutely will do this thing. It's it's up to each person to decide what does that mean for them. Um, the only thing that I will challenge them to do is be consistent with what they say. So if they say guns matter to them more than anything else, their actions need to line up with that. Or I'm going to call them out on that. You know, if they're not doing anything, if they're just sitting there doing nothing and expecting somebody else to do something for them, that's not cool. Um, but but at the same but at the same time, I believe in personal liberty, and I get to decide how I do my activism. And, you know, I'm doing it a certain way. I do a lot of state legislative stuff. That's that's my thing. That's where I've decided I'm most useful, most valuable. And I am very happy to train people and to show them how to be involved in this or to point them other directions. At the end of the day, though, it's got to be each person's individual decision how exactly they are going to use their time and resources to fight for liberty. There are so many fronts and I'm so glad I'm so glad people choose different fronts because we need we need to tax on all sides. Right. Um, we need we need defensive liberty on all sides. But at the end of the day, everybody's got to do something. I agree yep. with that. I agree with that. I think you know what I think is happening here. I think that in America, uh, liberals, progressives and this like Republican uh, progressives as well. I think those guys have this down. They are corrupt. They're willing to do anything. They'll they'll pull all the tricks and all that kind of stuff out of the woodworks to get whatever they want. And I think on the Republican side, on the supposedly conservative side, the, the problem we have over there is something worse than corruption. And why am I saying it's worse than corruption? Because they're just damn lazy. They're lazy. They just want to be able to say, oh, look at me. I'm a Republican. 
I'm a conservative. I believe in the Constitution. Go guns. I don't really have any, you know. And then when you support them and they get in there, they don't do anything about it. They just roll over because ultimately they just want to get elected again. They just want to be friends with everyone. They just want to get on the talk shows and stuff like that. And that's screwing America over. And the reason why it's so important to me, it's not that like guns are just a singular thing. But if you really want to be free, you're going to have to fight for freedom at some point. Exactly. You're going to have to fight for freedom at some point if you want to be free. Okay. So part of my training that I do, um, there's this picture. I I have this slide presentation, right? And so I'm going along talking about legislative process and it's kind of a little tedious, a little boring because it's just the process, right? And then I have this slide that's a picture of the Berlin Wall. Um, but it's at the end when it was coming down, the people were swarming over it and they were coming to freedom. And, and uh, the point I make is... Um, after the Berlin Wall fell, there were so many people who were so cruelly imprisoned in that tyranny. And, and after it fell, they said, you know what we realize now? If enough of us had gotten together, just a few of us, maybe 100, maybe 50, maybe 20, you know, not, not everybody. A few of them had decided they were going to get across. They would have gotten across. Um, they could have swarmed a guard station and gotten across. But the catch would be that some of them would have lost their lives, not yeah. just if. Like, they would have. They would have been shot to death, the first few of them. But then afterwards, some of them would have gotten through. And and, and so the point I make, uh, two things, actually. One of them is people ask me all the time, but, you know, could, can we really do this? Can we really pass constitutional carry? Well, it's the same answer. If they were sitting there just saying, could we really do this? If everybody who asked that question got out there and did it, the answer would be, yes, you can do it, right? If enough people decide to, yes, you can do it. And the other thing I like to bring up is the cost of getting to liberty and, and defending liberty for their posterity then, it, it would have been certain death for some of them. But you look at it now. Right now, what's the cost? Are, am I going to risk getting shot to death if I go and talk to a legislator, if I go and testify at a hearing? No. What does it cost me? It costs me a little time and a little gas money. That's what it costs every one of us now. Some people more, some people less, depending on your circumstances. And, and I'm not judging or trying to make your decisions for you. I'm just saying, um, for all the people who say they believe in gun rights, if you're not active, what are you waiting for? Are you waiting for the time when this, the cost is certain death? Like, are you waiting for somebody else to do it for you? Why don't you get up now when you can defend liberty just with a little bit of time, a little bit of gas money? Because the time's now. Yeah. I think anything that you want, anything that's worth it, you're going to have to work for it. And we have to be willing to work for those things. That's the situation that we're all facing. If you don't like the life, if you just get up every day and you don't do anything, and you don't like the life that you have, if you want to change that life, you're going to have to work for it. And there's going to be a cost. You can you might feel like you're working really hard and things are going backwards. I mean, I'm pretty sure, Walter, sometimes that's what you go through, right? You're out there every day working hard. Somebody smacks you up upside the head. Things go backwards for you. But what do you do? Do you just give up and go, oh, that's it? You know, you keep fighting. That's what the world is about. You keep fighting. That's the that's the thing that I want to see people doing. If you really believe in this stuff, Fight for it. Get out there. Fight for it. Stand up. Don't try to make people happy, make people happy or make people love you or say things to people that would make them all like I could come on here right now and make everyone happy by just saying, oh, my God, poor Rick Scott. This is so horrible. You know, there's lots of guys out there that are mad at me because 
I'm not, you know, I'm not doing that. But I think that you guys need to look at this and pay attention to what's happening because you're going to spend your energy trying to support someone who doesn't give a crap about you. Whether they become the senator from Florida or not, they don't give a crap about you. As the governor, that guy's the governor of Florida right now. He can he can do stuff to shut this down right now if he would just man the hell up and do what the hell he's supposed to do. Yeah. Preach. Yeah, I don't, you know, whatever. I'm going to I'm going to stop. <laughs> no, not whatever. It's good. It's good. Mic drop. I think I think it's a good mic drop moment. Yeah. So, um, all right. You know what? Well, I think that we did it. Like we jumped in here. We just like started our rants. Yeah. Somehow we jumped in here. We didn't go through the proper process of like at some point here, Lola is going to say to me, oh, you didn't even ask, you know, you didn't even ask Rachel, who is she? Where did she come from? How does she wind up doing this? So let's start there. Let's start there. Offer me a cup of coffee. Goodness. Yeah, no, that's Walter's. Another though. Yeah, Walter's supposed to be offering the coffee. Ah, well, Walter. I don't, I don't drink coffee, so down on the job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for my Chinese to show up here. So. Are oh, you? Oh yeah, it's Friday, Chinese food Friday. Did you order any? <laughs> yeah. Gosh. yeah. And you're not gonna get any. <laughs> okay. Uh, kind of a, uh, it'd be kind of a tough uh, delivery, but uh, yeah. yeah, this is true. This is true. Yeah. So tell yeah. us though, who are how? First of all, can I? I know this is like a rude thing to ask uh, a lady. <laughs> yes. But how old are you? I'm 32. 32. Okay. So how long have you been? Um, how long have you been working for GOA? You said that's your actual job. How long have you been doing that? Yeah, I got hired by GOA in July, so it's a pretty new gig for me. Okay. Very new. Yep. So before that, were you also doing lobbying stuff? Um, sort of. So um, I guess we can back up. So. Uh, for about a year before that, I I was working for the Republican Party of Texas. I was actually their operations director. And for, let's see, got hired by them in 2017. I got into politics in 2012. Um, I started an organization, Texas Firearms Freedom. It was just, it was um, the banner under which I did my grassroots activism. That, that, that was the method I decided on personally to fight for gun rights. And so I, I started pushing constitutional carry. Um, way back then, even when it was when when licensed open carry was too radical for people to talk about openly, I was I was trying to talk about constitutional carry and still am still at it. Um, but yeah, that 2012 was when I got into politics um, okay. for for the second time. <laughs> oh, for the second time! I don't know the way you laugh about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it depends on how long of a story you want. There's a lot of stories. Oh, uh, we got time. We got time. Cool. Uh, so you so you say politics for the second time. So I'm going to infer that you were in politics before. However, I'm going to assume that you were on the other side of the fence. Sort of, sort of, kind of um, in a mixed up way. So um, when I was I was raised uh, I was raised Republican conservative. My uh, my dad ran for state senate when I was young. I block walked. Um, I joined a Republican women's club when I was in my teens. Uh, I I voted Republican. Um, I think in a runoff election three weeks after I turned eighteen. I got elected as a state convention delegate to the Republican Party of Texas state convention the very first time I was old enough to even vote in the primary election. Um, so I, I should have been a gun person, right? I was raised right. to, to be conservative, pro-life, all those, all those things, all those conservative things. I should have been a gun person. Uh, but the fact of the matter is I, I didn't, I wouldn't have ever gone out and 
advocated against guns, um, you know, policy wise, I just never thought about guns. Never entered my life, never entered my thoughts, never heard anybody talk about them, never saw them. Um, so when I, I guess 20 or 21, I got out of politics, you could say, uh, for the first time. Uh, and well, the only time so far. And uh, that, that was because I, you know, I, I got disillusioned. I'd been a part of these clubs. I'd been a delegate. I'd done all the activism stuff. And I felt like I had absolutely no voice. You were just going through the motions. Well, and it wasn't even just going through the motions. I, I just kind of felt like I was a pawn. You know, I, I, I wasn't standing up for anything necessarily. I didn't feel like I was personally making any difference. I didn't think it would make any difference if I showed up or if I didn't. Um, and, and I was just, you know, I was doing what I, what I felt like was busy work. It, it wasn't anything real. And so, Hey, Hey, I have things to do with my life that were real. And so I just, I just kind of fell out of, of being super involved. You know, I still voted. I figured that was my civic duty and I would absolutely vote and I'd vote conservative, but that was pretty much it. Um, with a few exceptions. And what got me back involved is a little more of a complex story, but, you know, pour yourself a cup of coffee because we'll tell it. So when I was 23, my brother was turning 21 and I asked him what he wanted to do for his birthday. And um, he said he was going to go to a class. He was going to go to a concealed handgun class. I'm just like, what the heck is that? And he told me um, and I'm like, why are you taking the class? You know, I don't see any purpose in taking a class. He's like, well, the point is so I can carry a gun. I'm like, but you're not going to carry a gun. And he's like, well, actually, yes, I am. Um, and, and at the time we were, we were actually roommates. So we were, we were renting a house together and I freaked out and I just told him, you are not bringing that gun into my house. Um, and it's stupid and dangerous to carry a gun. Anybody who carries a gun is probably going to like, it's going to, they're going to get shot by it one way or another. We all know the gun. Where did you, where did you get that, that idea from? Where did you, <laughs> how did that wind up in your head? It, it, you know what? I think it was a few news stories that I had read um, where they just talked about the person was cleaning his gun and it, it went off. Right. Yeah, went off. So I thought that's what happened. <laughs> they were, not, they I, were cleaning. They were doing something wrong. Cleaning. Their gun for right. Sure. Right. Well, so it was interesting. So he challenged me to go look up the facts. And he's like, yeah, if you can show that to me, then I won't carry a gun. Now, of course, he'd done his research and he knew I wasn't going to find it. But he knew that was, you know, how he got me off his back. So I went. I was convinced I was going to save my brother's life. Like, I was serious about this. Um, I was I was so scared that he was going to, like, get shot to death with the, some accidental something with his guns. Mm -hmm. um, and so I wanted to find the facts to prove to him why he should never carry a gun. And what I found completely changed my mind. So I, 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 I looked up every single news story that I could remember about the gun just going off. And guess what? There, for every single one, there was a correction printed later that said, oh, actually, he wasn't just cleaning his gun. You know, he loaded it and took the safety off and pointed it somewhere and pulled the trigger. And that's where the bullet went. I was like, mm -hmm. oh. Well, that's a really different story. And I learned about things like you can have a holster that actually covers your trigger. And I learned mechanically how a gun works. Um, I learned that even after you take the you put it in the magazine, you insert the magazine, all of which could probably not happen by accident. Even after that, you got to take this thing called the slide and you have to move it. And it's really hard. And it, it's not it, it can't just happen accidentally when the gun's lying there. Right. It's not going to move itself back and forth to chamber around. And I learned that you have to do that before you can. Like if you pull the trigger, you didn't do all those things. The gun's not going to just go bang. It's not like this push button where you know, turn the light off and on and you know, it goes bang and it doesn't go bang. It's not like that. And like mm -hmm. this was brand new information to me. I know it sounds so stupid. 
stupid, right? Like, of course. No, but anybody, it's, a, it's a huge but thing. I think it was huge. Yeah, it was a, so huge because I didn't know any of this. It was brand new information. And so I realized I'd been lied to um, by the media. And so I, I went and I learned more and I learned about statistics. And I learned that mm-hmm. even if um, even if you don't even have to use the gun, just the sight of a gun makes a criminal so much less likely to attack you. And I learned about the statistics. One in five women are likely to be sexually assaulted in their life. And I'm one of five sisters. And that really, really hit home for me. And so within a couple of weeks, I went back to my brother um, and I had a question for him. And you're going to laugh. And I laughed too. But my question was, okay, so how do I get my license to carry? (laughs) (laughs) And here's the really funny thing that I won't ever let him forget. So so he attended the class, right? And like a month later, I, I've done my research and I finally go and I, I go to the class and he submitted his paperwork like the day after his class. Um, and I submitted mine a month later after mine, right? Well, his paperwork got messed up and I got my license first and I started caring first. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I think that your story is not as unique as you may think. I think it happens to lots of people. I think lots of people out there look at movies, movies, program people, just as same thing with the media. Like you said, I, but I really believe it's like movies and things like that more often than not. And we've actually found that the, the creators, the writers, directors, producers of TV shows and movies are deliberately including those kinds of things into movies. What I mean by that is they deliberately do stuff where someone gets attacked, they go get a gun, then that gun winds up being used against them by the bad guy, or they shoot themselves, or their kid finds a gun and shoots themselves. And I'm not saying that doesn't happen in real life, but statistically, it's it's a very um, low event. And ultimately, I think, like you said, that if people just realize that these guns are just pieces of metal, here's here's a gun right here. Well, actually, this is the upper of a gun, so it's not even technically a gun, right, Walter? No. Uh, depending well, depending on who you talk to. Depending on what caliber it is, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it, but, but for the most part, these are just pieces of metal. That's what we have around us. You know, we have pieces of metal. Mm-hmm. I've got a piece of metal right here in this box that's a complete, you know, a complete gun. I could open it up and show it to people. Actually, I was showing it to people yesterday. But there you go. That's just a piece of metal right there. And yeah. it could be dangerous or it could be, you know, completely an inert piece of metal. It or depends, tool. Yeah, it depends on what you do with it. And it depends on your knowledge of what to do with it. Like right there where my finger is, it's never going to magically go to that trigger. I make it go to that trigger. Yeah, yeah. You know? I, was, I was talking to somebody today, like that same conversation. Um, and I, I, I'm just going to say straight up, I don't always like the guns and cars analogy because I, I think we have more rights uh, God-given rights with a gun and gun carry than we do with driving a car. But I think there are some similarities or some, some analogies that are useful to look at. And, you know, just, uh, you can look at the way that a car is a tool and, and are some people killed in cars or because of, you know, because of people driving cars? Yes, there are car people. accidents. Okay. Yeah. But mm-hmm. is it like when, when you get in your car to drive somewhere, are you ever like, oh, you know what? Gosh, let's just hope and pray this car doesn't start suddenly driving backwards and crash. And let's just hope and pray it doesn't suddenly turn without me telling it to turn. No. If you, you know, if you run a red light and crash into a car, or if you, you know, you're texting and you swerve and you hit a pole or something, um, like that's, that's you. That's not, you know, you doing 
that's not you driving properly and the car just having a mind of its own. For now, um, it's, for now, for now. I think that's where, <laughs> like you said, there's holes in the analogy. Well, there are a lot the of situations because of cars are becoming autonomous. And, and yeah. as they become autonomous, yes, there is the po- the probability or higher possibility that something could go wrong with that, or someone could deliberately make something go wrong yeah. with that. But your Glock's not oh, autonomous. So. For it. Not yet. Exactly. Yes. My, and my it should never is, be. Exactly. I agree with that. So, yeah. So, so my Glock is it's not, I'm not going to just have to hope and pray it doesn't go off. It's a yeah. mechanical tool. By the way, right? people, I'm getting this question a lot, so we might yes. as well ask it. Uh, Lola came in here and brought me a note, and yes. I see people asking the question yes. What do you carry? I know you already know that question. So, what is it yes. you're carrying? At the oh. moment, Glock 19. Um, okay. It's a stock Glock 19. I have Dawson sights on it. Um, I, I started out carrying a smaller gun, 380. I switched pretty quickly to a Springfield XD. I love the Springfield. I love the XDs. I will shoot them any day. They're, they're great, and I love them. Um, I actually ended up switching to a Glock uh, a couple of years ago when I was taking some more advanced courses that had a you know, super high round count, um, like 3,000 rounds in three days, and shooting very fast. Um, and and I just realized that the, the other guns just were not cutting it. And mm-hmm. as much as I love the XD, something about the way the Glock fits my hand means I shoot more accurately, I shoot better, um, it works for me better. And so at the end of the day, I wanted the thing that worked for me better and that had enough rounds, I feel confident. So that's, that's what I usually carry. Um, in a belt holster, either concealed or open, depending on, you know, depending on the day, you know, it's like your boots, you either wear your jeans inside or outside, depending on, you know, what, how you want to accessorize it. Right. So that's, that's, that's what I do with concealed or open carry. Um, and then some days when I need a smaller gun, I also have a, 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 a Smith and Wesson shield that I'll carry. So those are my two okay. go-tos yeah. for carry it's, guns. Yeah. It sounds like you've got some experience. You're, you, you know what you want, you know what you like. <laughs> yeah. You know what works for you. I think what what I like that you said out of there is you went and did some training, put a lot of round counts yeah. downrange, and learned some stuff. Walter, it's, it seems like you want to ask something. No, no, I was reading. I was reading. The people in the chat want to ask stuff, but I'm. Oh, okay. What 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 do the folks in the chat out there want to know? Oh, yeah. Let's see. Well, I, I know when you said that, when she said XD, you cringed probably, but um. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, people cringe when I say Glock. They, so that's why I like bring up the fact that I've carried yeah. both a Glock and an XD. So you either hate on everybody hates on me or nobody hates on me. I'm not really sure which way it goes, but whatever. Yeah. I don't really. Care. But it's your right to to like whatever you like, and like right. you said, whatever fits your hand. Works. So, yeah. yeah. If you told me if you said high point, it wouldn't really bother me. Okay, somebody says MNP is better than Glock. Hey. Hang on just a second. I just said uh, I've, I, I have an MP, I have an MPAR. So, yeah, we're, we're there. Too. Oh, my. Ignore them. Ignore them. Someone needs to get her some help. Oh, really? Do, do you want to go to the range together? Okay, I'm calling you out on that. I am totally whoever. I got to lost that. Whoever that is, I need some help. Let's go to the range and then we'll yeah. see who needs help. Yeah. Someone says you should get a CZ. No. You know what you should get? What you want. Right. That's what you should what get. Works. What works, get what for, works you. for you. Yeah, I don't care what it is. Walter walks around with guns from when he was like a little kid back in 1885. You know, <laughs> that's Only fine. people hey. like XD. Thanks. Huh? I, I, I'm proud of being weird. I'll I'll go with that. Well, things are wrong with those guns. Hank doesn't like them because of, because of Springfield's politics stuff. But that's uh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't think there's anything wrong. That's a whole other story. uh, Now, now, the thing is, like, no gun fits everyone perfectly. Lola had XDs, for example, when we started doing this, and she didn't like them because they're a little bit too bulky. Yeah, you got to get whatever whatever fits for you. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, some, and then some people then, still yes, carry, I don't like their politics. Some people still carry revolvers. <gasps> I love revolvers. Like, I, I seriously, I love revolvers. You know what? If I revolver, you pull the trigger, it goes off. There's no fumbling. There's no pulling the slide. A lot, uh, of, a lot of chicks can't do the slide thing. A lot of guys. Okay, okay, hang on, hang on, just a second there. Have you ever gotten gotten a revolver? Made sure it's completely empty, right? Um, safe, safe direction. All the gun safety rules, right? Um, but just dry fired as many rounds as you can as quickly. Like pull the trigger as many times as you can in a minute. Have you ever done that? Um, I've I've done something close to that. Why? Is that okay. was that a bad thing? So, no, no, no. That's good. Okay, so. Do that sometimes um, and see what your hand feels like and understand that the female hand strength is on average half of what the male hand strength is. Okay. Um, uh, Spoiler alert. It takes a ton of hand strength to repeatedly pull a revolver trigger. Okay. Um, And so you compare that to a semi-auto trigger, which is much easier um, on the hand. Yes, that's a gross generalization. I think that's on there. Yeah, I I would say. Gross generalization. But okay, so as a trainer. I would say under training. Under training, I would agree with you that yes. But in a situation where you need to save your life, you know, adrenaline, all that's going to be flowing and you're not going to need to pull it a hundred or a thousand times. However, you're right. You do need to train with whatever you're going to carry. And if if it hurts your hand to pull that trigger 50 times, you're not going to go train with that gun. Okay, so what I'm not saying is that a revolver is worse what i am saying is it drives me crazy when people say that women's hands are not strong enough somehow to rack a slide therefore because of that reason a revolver is better for a woman so don't say that like that that's just wrong that's that's the very i also said there's a lot of guys that can't work a slide either okay either way now that's not so much hand strength just technique yeah. On that. Yeah. I don't think Walt, I don't think Walter was that. saying that. I don't think Walter okay. was saying that. But yeah, if you want okay. to smack him around a little bit, I'll be happy. And I wasn't really saying that to Walter. I just <laughs> no, had I don't to bring think that up were. because people say people that. Say that to you. So the other that's thing what, is that, okay, hold on one thing, sec. Hold on one sec. So that's what happens a lot. That's what happens a lot, I think. And and where I think to your point, Rachel, I think and Walter, you've seen this, right? When when people are first getting into guns and they want to defend themselves and they go to a gun store and it's a woman, typically that happens. Someone's like, oh, here you go, little old lady. It's either a revolver or a shotgun. Or a little teeny tiny 380. And they're like, oh, this will be really comfy for you. And she goes and shoots and says, oh, my gosh, this hurts. This kills my hand. And this is the most comfy gun. I guess guns just aren't for me. I yeah. hate it when that happens. So often, like I have, I have a lot of friends who, um, you know, not gun friends, and unfortunately, I wasn't the first one to take them to the range. Their husband or dad or boyfriend or brother or somebody did, and they didn't have a good experience, and they didn't go back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, because of things like that. Yeah, and on the flip side of that, I think even like the thing Walter was saying that I would agree with. I know guys. I know. Um, I know people who have revolvers as backups and all that kind of stuff. There's a, there's a purpose for everything. I think these are like tools and we all use different tools. We don't like this tool. We don't like that tool. We would use this tool in this way, but this tool in that way. I think that's the way we all need to approach all of this and think about what works best. Now I I know most of the people in the chat that are saying stuff about one thing or another, that's because, you know, we mess around with each other. So. <laughs> I'm I'm cool with that. We do that. Yeah. So okay. some people mean it. Some people mean it. Some sure. people just uh, sure. you know a little batshit crazy. 
Okay. But for the so most part, they just mess the up. Other thing, the other thing I wanted to say. So as a firearms instructor and one who has taught a lot of males and a lot of females as well. Okay. So I, I, I don't limit myself one way or the other. Um, I've done a lot of private lessons. And I, it also kind of upsets me when people talk about, <clears throat> excuse me, when people talk about how um, some women can't rack the slide. Um, I have never found anybody who I, I couldn't find some way for them to um, reliably control a semi-auto handgun. There are so many ways. And, and with your permission, I want to talk about a couple of you know, specific things. Um, okay. so, so first of all, um, this is gross overgeneralization, okay? But because guys in general have more upper body strength, a lot okay. of times... I thought you, you were going to say guys masturbate more, so... <laughs> well, you know, we're not going to go... That's that what I was yeah. thinking. So. Okay, so so how <laughs> how would you rack the slide, okay? Uh-huh. G- pretend like you're doing it. Oh, like I could... I don't, yeah, I don't have to pretend. I can actually do it. Okay. Me, Be safe. Yeah. Arm yeah, safety of rules. Of course, of course. Of course. Hold on. Uh, so there's a slide. This is uh, this is on the uh, full conceal. Okay. Grab it right there where the serrations okay. are. Okay. Where yeah. were your elbows when you did that? Uh, I mean, my elbows are, are bent. They're out, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Your elbows are out. Yeah. Okay. If you're carrying a super, super heavy load that's super heavy for you, um, wh- where are your elbows going to be? Are you going to hold it out in front of you like this? Do you have the most strength like that? No. No, you're not you going to do that. don't have leverage no. yet. Mm-hmm. You don't have leverage. It's exactly right. Now, for racking a slide, do you have, uh-huh. like, is that hard for you? No, that's not hard for you. You can do it here or there or anywhere, right? Yeah, I've had lots okay. of practice. Exactly. Know, and I'm, I'm sure pulling. I'm telling you stuff you already know, but yeah. there are other people listening who need to know this, right? Listen, so, there's dudes. There's There are people. There are reasons why people, even a guy, would have a hard time. A hundred percent. Even just like a new gun that's a little stiffer. So if you want more leverage, there there have been so many cases, though, where people are like, oh, you know, my wife, she can't rack the slide. I'm teaching her to do it out here. Well, duh. Okay, Okay. there are a lot better ways to do it. But let me say something to you. you Let me say something right here, which you're going to hate me for this. You're going to hate me for this. Um, Okay, some people need to get rid of their long fingernails. That's one of the problems that some people have. So they don't they're not getting a proper purchase. And I'm I get it. I understand. I, I have this argument with Lola all the time. She likes having the long fingernails and everything. I get it. It's sexy, but she doesn't want to break a nail grabbing something. <laughs> there, there is this. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm a pianist, so I have the, the, This is your claws. If you have one of these, you don't need to have the long claws for whatever. There you go. There you go. But uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. So, yes, I'm not going to get mad at you. I agree with you actually kind of on that. But yeah, there's so many different ways you put your elbows close to you. If you have somebody who has arthritis and they really can't, do you know what you can do? You have an extra empty magazine. And once you know, when the gun is empty, your shirt's empty, drop, drop whatever other magazine, insert your magazine, you know, is empty. Pull the slide back like you're going to. Um, this is this is the technique for getting it locked back. If you if you don't have enough strength to hold it back, you just act like you're going to rack the slide. And your empty mag locks it back. There's so many things that you can do to to make a hand, semi-auto reliably function. So, anyway, that's that's another one of my rants. I have a whole lot yeah. of rants. No, I think we have I think we tonight. have lots of options, <laughs> and it depends on who it is. I look. Yeah. I was looking at a video on Facebook of a dude shooting with his toes. <laughs> oh, hey, yeah, if that's all you got to work with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If that's what you have. <laughs> You know, I yeah. don't know how that becomes tactical. And to be honest with you, I did not see him wrecking the slide. That would have been interesting. <laughs> as long as he keeps his toes off the trigger until his sides are on the target, you know? Yeah. 
But you know, that's the thing. Look, you you make do with what you have to do. Nothing in life is easy. It's not easy for everyone to drive a car or do this thing or oh, do that either. thing. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So not everybody should drive a car and or handle a gun. Uh, so that's just my yeah. opinion. But, everyone yeah. should get some training and everyone mm-hmm. should should take time to figure out what works best for them i think ultimately look why you get why are you getting the gun you're getting the gun to defend yourself that situation where you yeah. have to defend yourself is most likely going to come at you when you don't see it coming at you under under that stress you're going to revert to your base instincts so you really want to make this thing be easy as possible so there's guns that i like that i even have but i don't carry them on me every day I always look for that, the easiest gun for me to use. Some people get all caught up in like, how are you holding it? And you got to do the isosceles double triangle when you hold. I don't have any time for that kind of stuff, to be honest with you, when I approach what I'm doing. I'm looking for the easiest thing for me to do that I'm going to be able to do under stress. So I 100% agree with that. 100% agree. It's a personal decision, just like everything else. There's personal liberty and there's there are different great choices for different people, for different uses and different hands and uh, different different preferences. So yeah. the important yeah. thing is pick something that works for you. You know, make sure you're getting a reliable brand. But there are a lot of those. Um, and then get something that works for you that you will train with, that you will actually carry because the gun that you'll have with you is a whole lot better than all the ones that you don't carry with you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a whole lot more useful. So, yeah. But there, yeah, there are lots absolutely. of great answer choices. Yeah. There is no uh, one right answer choice. Absolutely right. And people are asking, where's Lola? Because someone's expecting Lola to come in here and smack me upside the head. Uh, <laughs> and they're I, like you're still alive she's, she's texting me so oh she yeah, is oh okay oh, <laughs> there you go speaking terms at the moment <laughs> yeah so if you want to know why lola's not uh why lola's not uh all all up in here is because she uh walter is distracting her right now right, Look, this, whoa, whoa, whoa. she sent it to me <laughs> all right walter that's okay i uh, you know we're, 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 i trust you I trust you. So, and listen, even when it comes to calibers, I tell people this all the time. Like Mm -hmm. I've seen guys trying to force um, their wives or people to, to use, Oh, you got to go with nine millimeter 45, this thing. And I I say to them, listen, uh, if someone doesn't like nine millimeters too loud and bangy for them, let them use a 22. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So people are like, Oh, but a 22 is like nothing. I'm like, okay. Do you want to line up and get shot with a 22? Really? People die getting shot with a 22. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the answer is no, I don't want to get shot with a 22 because I know it caused damage. So I'm never going to belittle anybody for carrying a 22. It's better for you to have better for you to have. If you're like a, I don't know, like a five foot two, you know, 120 pound woman versus, you know, a six foot two, 280 pound man you're better having a 22 on you than your than your fist you get shot five or six you get three shot three or four times a 22 you'd be bleeding like a duck pig so yeah so 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 here's the deal if anybody if anybody tells um somebody oh you're too small to carry a bigger gun i have an issue with that but if that's but if that's anybody's personal decision of saying you know what this is the gun that works best for me i respect that very much Yeah, Yeah, use what works for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we've got to. What I want people to do is have the choice. What I'm trying to to not have happen is that we lose choices. And this is kind of like, you know, the whole point of the GOA and and other organizations out there that are fighting for this and why it's important to have people like yourself, not just people like me, not just people like Walter. You know, we all need to get in this and do this thing. So. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. 
No, you know, it's, it's like what you drive. It's the same thing. People drive all kinds of different cars. Some people don't want to drive a a fancy car. They want to drive a little puddle jumper and, you know, hey, that's great. You know, if you don't want to drive a expensive car, cool. You know, some people got to drive the newest, latest, greatest things. You know, great. That's too, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, yeah. float your boat. To each his own. We need the we need we need yeah. options. We need choices. That's what that's what we need in this. If you don't want to if you don't want to defend yourself, I get what? it. Then don't defend yourself. Hey, you know, but don't tell me I can't. Thank you. It's your yeah. right to choose to carry. You know, the gun of your choice. It's also your right to choose not to carry. Right. Yeah. What blows my mind is it's like it's I was talking. Right. It's like I was talking about Ashton Kutcher, right? And 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 lots of these uh, Hollywood types and all that. Ashton Kutcher is going. Oh my God! I was at that bar a week ago for my birthday. It could have been me, you know. And so for that reason, he wants us to not have guns. What about if someone was there at that bar and they could legally legally have a gun? What if three or four people would have opened yeah. up on his ass? It would have ended a lot quicker. Yeah. What if the what if the security in the place were allowed to have guns? Hello. <laughs> what what is security without a gun? So yeah. So oh. so here's the alternate side, the alternate viewpoint to what Ashton was saying, right? I was talking with a friend earlier today, um, talking about gun stuff and gun rights. And you mentioned um He's been doing a new job that involves him driving to various locations, including a number of hospitals. And he's like, you know, I was thinking that could be a good thing because I have all my guns and all my gear in my car and I have all my guns with me. Right. So he's like, and you know, those are soft targets um, that sometimes could, that are, are, you know, vulnerable to attack. And he's like, if it turned out that I happened to be in, you know, one of those places when one of them was being attacked, maybe I could do something to help. So it's obviously not the vigilante of, Hey, I'm going to go and, you know, be the superman here but it's it's that mindset it's the opposite of oh i'm glad i wasn't there it's you know if i am there maybe i can help save lives because i'm equipped to save my own life and that's your what do you want lola i'm just commenting out loud yeah but we didn't hear you oh you're just gonna come in here and like interrupt and then leave because you oh (laughs) see Lola, now see you guys asked Lola to come in. Now she wants to come in and break up everything. Hold on one second, Rachel. Uh, Armament and Axes gave us five bucks. He says, cool. Here is an EDC idea. We talk guns and lights and whatnot. Um, do you have uh, nail clippers in your EDC? Good for more than trimming nails. Uh, nail clippers is a good idea. I don't always have one, but I think it is a good idea. They're good for pulling slivers out, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. You I know. do that in the shop. Yeah, lots of other things. Uh, nail clip is always a good idea. And then Lola is asking, what the hell was she asking about? I already forgot. Um, what um, were you asking about, woman? Oh, she says she's going to put it in the chat so that we know what she was asking about because um, I already forgot. Crack Crackbot from the chat was saying, hmm. can you ask why we don't have more female YouTube firearms instructors? I you, wait, okay, wait. I don't understand that question. YouTube firearms instructors yeah, well, or just are firearms? YouTube instructors? Yeah, I, 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 I guess more people and more females on YouTube telling people. How oh, to maybe do. more women doing yeah, yeah. with gun channels and stuff. Well, like that's that. yeah. you know that's because I, I would rather be out on the range actually shooting and actually yeah. teaching people to shoot than just talking about an armchair quarterbacking. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I don't look at my. I'm a guy and I'm on YouTube and I shoot guns and stuff. I don't look at myself as being an instructor. Um, I think that, you know, I, I think the opportunity exists there for more women to make videos about yeah. guns and things like that on YouTube. I have 
zero problems with that, regardless of how they do it. I know there's some consideration of like some people are gun bunnies. I don't even know. I, I'm not really sure what makes you a gun bunny, except I'm going to guess that some people say if you're too cute, you, yeah. can, you can't be on YouTube talking about gun stuff. Or you have like, to have your, your outfit has to come up to the top of your neck. I mean, that yeah, that's, okay. So, so the, the thing that bugs me is is the thing where you have females doing the videos and it's obvious they don't know anything about guns and the only reason they're doing it they're there is for their looks like that 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 rubs me wrong or and i, I think that's i i just don't see that much anymore honestly like and maybe it's just because i don't go those places i don't know but there are a whole lot of females who they might look great but they're obviously not just there for their looks they're there because they actually know what they're doing they're they're yeah. competent right so yeah like, those i, th are I the think the kinds of videos i like I think it's disingenuous when anyone does something strictly for money or attention or whatever it is, and they don't do it or represent themselves as doing it because of, you know, because they really love it. You need to really be into what you're doing, regardless of your skill level. Like, I don't care about that. You know, I was never in the military, never in law enforcement. There's lots of things I don't know. I think that's what this is all about. The first way you learn is by admitting that you don't know anything. And then you learn things. So the skill level doesn't matter. It's is the is there is there a real desire there, or are you just trying to do something to get over on people? Kind of what we were talking about before. There's someone who says that they're a Democrat because that's where the money's gonna come from. Or they say they're a Republican because they're gonna get money from over there, but they don't really mean that. That's the problem. And I think um, in something in something like YouTube versus politics, people are going to figure out really quickly that you don't really mean what you're saying, that you're not really into it. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So, so I, I have a question for everybody who's on the on the chat window and you can type it in there or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so whoever was asking about, you know, we would like to see more of those more female videos on YouTube. What kind of what kind of things do you want to see? You know, range instruction or talking about guns? Like what what is it specifically you're looking for? What what do you what do you feel like isn't there? I mean, that's a good question. That's a good question. So let us know, guys. What is it you want to see uh, folks out there or women out there that are making the video? Because I'm going to assume that the guys are covering a lot of bases. Um, I know that I don't do what the other gun guys do. They don't do what I do. Everyone does yeah. their thing. So I'm not really yeah. sure what everyone's Cause, missing. Because for me, like, it's a little weird to be like, oh, I'm going to go do like women's things. I'm a female and, you know, whatever other physical characteristics I have, you know, uh, blonde hair and blue eyes and i'm five nine or like you know i what whatever you can put me into those boxes with those people but at the end of the day i do what i do because i'm good at it you know i yeah. do what i do because i have a passion for it right and so, i happen to also be a female but i'm not doing it because i'm a female or you yeah. know I, I don't i don't feel like that makes it any different now i don't know if people are gonna come out honestly and say this now i know as a guy um if i'm looking at something if uh I'm, I'm mostly looking at it like it, it depends on what kind of entertainment am I trying to get out of this thing, right? Am I trying to get like pure education, trying to get some entertainment and mix somewhere in between? I know that it helps me, um, for example, if I'm looking at something and there's a woman doing it, it helps me if that woman is attractive. But if she doesn't know what she's talking about, that's not going to help me because there's lots of things I could go do where there's going to be attractive people doing it. So it, it and now if she's not attractive, that might bother me. But if she knows what she's talking about, you know, this is the kind of thing that we're dealing with as, as human beings. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So yeah. when people when we, when this question comes up of like, what are you looking for? I'm always asking myself, like, w you know, what is it that you want a, a female doing this to do 
that you're not getting from that some that a guy is not already doing out there. You know, now the only answer that comes back to me that I think makes any sense is when guys say, well, you know, my wife wants to look at this stuff, but she doesn't want to see a guy doing it. She wants to see a woman doing it that looks like her. Yeah. Do you understand? So I, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think and that's, so, I think that's the thing that most people that like most people are saying cool. they want to, they want someone that they can sit their wife there, maybe down in front of the thing. And she's looking at a woman and she feels more empathetic. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, oh, this is not just a guy thing. I can identify with this. Yeah. Because yeah. a woman, because a woman's not going to look at that as like, oh, is this an attractive woman? I guess you might get into that too. She might, oh, if she's too good. attractive, she might hate her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They do. Yeah. So, so the other guys. time when I when I feel like um, it, it matters for females to show up is w- when I'm in the legislature testifying. So I'll go there, um, and I've done that as a grassroots activist for years. And we have this group called Moms Demand Action. And they show up in their T-shirts <laughs> and and sit in the front row and try to fill the room. And, ta- and but a lot of times, and I'm not, I don't want to put them all in this box because some of them actually list other reasons. But the vast majority of what I seem to hear is is something along the lines of, I'm a woman, and I think you should get rid of guns. Um, therefore. Be- you should listen to my opinion because I'm a woman. You should do this because this is a woman's opinion. Um, but they don't really bring all the statistics and facts to back it up. It's just guns scare me. I'm a woman. Therefore, you should listen to me. And so I feel like it gives me power to then get up and refute that. Um, I don't even have to say, well, I'm a woman. I disagree. Like I, I'm obviously a woman and I get up and I have logic and facts for, for the other side of things. Yeah. And I think that kind of takes the wind out of the sails because if the only argument was I'm a woman, you should listen to me. Well, they just argued for me. I'm a woman. So you, you should, should listen, listen to, women. to you. Yeah, exactly. I think, we get, I think we get a lot of that. Like one of the things is that I think that you are good, obviously uh, speaking for yourself you know, and you have knowledge of guns. So I think that, so past asking you some questions just to see like, do you really carry and all that kind of stuff. Once I know that you're really, you're genuinely doing this, I don't need you, I don't need to see you actually out there shooting or training or trying to prove anything to me. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm happy to know that you are a woman and you're genuinely uh, representing this point of view and what you're good at doing is talking about that and and having you know counter arguments and a conversation with people more than I need you to go out there and prove your tactical prowess and yeah. you know how you can reload with your you know blindfolded in one hand tied behind the back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't necessarily need that. I, I just I like the fact that hey, this is a genuine gun person. Okay. And they can get out there and say things and they can represent that female point of view, you know. Because everybody's not a public speaker either, so yeah, it's, be- yeah. it's better to have somebody who is doing it than somebody who's necessarily not. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's the thing. I, I I think that there's lots of different, you know, there's there's people covering lots of different um, aspects of what's going and on that's here. Great. That's great. Yeah. I don't want everybody doing all the same things that I'm doing. You don't want everybody doing all the same things that you're doing. You know, that'd mm-hmm. be too much competition, right? So, but it, because we have so many bases, so many fronts we need covered. And so that's mm-hmm. why, you know, go do something. Everybody should be doing something, even if that's mm-hmm. just raising your own kids the way you want them raised and, and you know, taking, taking your kids to the range. Something. Do something. Right. Or pick what it is. Or yeah. often, I think, instead of complaining... You know, which is fine. I get it. I'm not, you know, I know some people enjoy the complaining. 
there's someone out there (laughs) like find someone doing doing what you're talking about because there is someone doing it what's missing is they don't have enough people supporting them a hundred percent yeah find those people support them that is so true you can't do it alone no, absolutely not. Let's cover Lola's question and then we will yeah. kind of like pivot and do some other What's stuff. Lola's question. Um, so this is how, and I'm going to try to say this. So Lola says, I said, <laughs> what if someone was breaking down his front door? Like what happened to Tucker Carlson? Uh, would he want a gun at that point? Oh, That's yeah. what Lola says, but she misspelled. She meant to say point, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put that she in there. Check the eye out because she's not selfish. Yeah, I'm gonna put it. <laughs> oh, gee, <laughs> hey, she's gonna love me. <laughs> okay, that was a good one. I was I was about to drop bombs on Lola, but you totally diffused it. Okay, so go ahead, answer that, what Rachel. I do. <laughs> yeah. Answer that question, though, if you can remember what the question Okay, was. what's the question again? Sorry. Oh, really? <laughs> Lola said, what if someone was breaking down his front door, like what happened to Tucker Carlson? Would he want a gun at that point? Yes. Okay. So there was this great video um, by an activist in Idaho, Greg Pruitt, whom you should have on your show yes. sometime if he has it. Okay, yeah. he has He's been. already been here, Greg Pruitt. Cool. Shout out cool, to cool. Greg. Uh-huh. So he did this video where he went and interviewed people. I think he was like standing out by the mall or something. And it was very, this conversation like took all these different turns. And at, at the end, I, I want to, I don't want to misquote the woman, but, but the woman started out by saying she didn't think that it was ever okay to, for guns to be carried in schools. Like that shouldn't ever be allowed. But then it came around to, well, what if, what if some schools did allow it or some people did um, and, you know, posted <clears throat> something about, you know, some signage about there are some people caring here. She thought that would be terrible, and here's why. Um, And again, this is my paraphrase in my memory, but something like this. She thought it would be terrible because that would make the other schools a target because everybody would know that some of the schools had guns and could fight back, and then (laughs) then all the shooters would want to go to the other schools. Yeah. Now, without getting into the mixed-up liberal logic, there is a little bit of good logic there, like a little, little sliver of it, right? Which which is the understanding that if you're actually in a place where – you need to fight back. You kind of want to have a tool to do it with, right? Mm-hmm. Or if you don't, whom are you going to call? The cops? What do you want them to have? Mm-hmm. A tool to fight back, right? A tool to fend you with? Like at the end of the day, if you're actually back in the corner um, and you're any type of a sur- – like any bit of a survivor survival instinct in you, which is normal, you're going to want that tool. You're going to want to fight back with it. And I think a lot of the reason people don't want guns is they don't want to have to consider the realistic possibility that they might be in that situation someday. Um, I agree with that. I agree with that. And I think when you're talking like uh, we're, that question came in regards to Ashton Kutcher, I think when you're talking about actors most of them. I'm not going to say all of them. Most of these guys are playing roles uh, on screen, or, you know, the scripted or whatever it is. They're not really badasses. They don't really understand guns. I think there's a few of them that actually do go out there and understand guns and understand what they're talking about. I think if they did, they would realize that it's not actually the gun, you know. But the thing is, if it doesn't like to come to Lola's question here. What if Ashton Kutcher had a gun? I think to him, you know, if you rewind back to what you said you used to be, right? 
Uh-huh. At that point, if something bad happened and you didn't have any knowledge, understanding, training, and I just gave you a gun, what would it do for you? It's like giving some, you know, some, you have a flat tire, right? And I give you a screwdriver. <laughs> you well, know, like, I, I, start I, mean, looking for, I start looking for something to fix the situation. That's just me, though. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't accept your screwdriver. That's not a suitable answer. Yeah. But that's because but, but that's because of your mindset. And and the right. point that I'm getting to with that, like more important than someone mm-hmm. having a gun there to me, I think is people understanding the whole philosophy behind this. You know, um, uh, so so my friend Reed Hendricks, you know, he's he's a trainer and he says that this is like a martial art. And I don't think like what gun it is or whatever weapon it is, is what's really important. Right. It's the whole understanding, the whole philosophy of fighting back, defending yourself. That's really what's important. And people really aren't thinking about that. It is because if you have the mindset, you know, you'll you'll find some tool to use. And then then eventually you get to where, oh, you want the better tool to use. Right. But If you don't have the mindset of I'm going to survive and give me a tool so I can do that. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that's, yeah. Really that's the thing that happened in this bar. So if you go, if you guys go back and look at the uh, people talking about what happened in the bar, so they were taking chairs and breaking the windows to get out of there, which I understand. I get it. But, but they said they were doing that because that's what people taught them to do. Now, if you could pick up a chair and smash a window, you, you could pick up a chair. A Hells yeah. <laughs> you know. If enough people throw chairs, the guy, the gun, guess what? Um, he's going to go down <laughs> eventually, or he's not going to be able to hit anything. Yeah. I mean, but that's not the, you know, your first response is to get the hell out of Dodge. So, yeah. But I think that, I think because we're not facing the issue, I think the problem that's happening in America is people aren't facing the issue here. We're, we're all living in society. There's going to be broken people. We need to know how to fight back in that moment. It's highly unlikely unless we want to make everyone into the police or soldiers or something like that that there's going to be someone there to defend us in that moment. We're going to have to defend ourselves. And we kind of need to get like this philosophy um, in our heads that we need to defend ourselves well, somehow. There's also this thing out there that somebody else is going to do it for you. Like wait exactly. for the police, wait for the police to show up. The police's job is not really to, they can't come until the bad stuff happens. And the yeah. bad stuff has already happened by the time, you know. And it's not time, their job to be bodyguards. It's their job right. to respond afterwards. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I know I know you kind of wanted to switch here and talk about um, organizations a little bit, right? You yeah, know. there were a couple questions that I saw. A lot of people, you know, can we start a dialogue on what are the gun organizations doing to fight le- gun legislation? Or what are you okay. actually doing, right? Yeah, that's a good way. That's a good way. So you tell us. You're representing GOA. I am. Um, now, when you started doing this, were you aware of GOA? Yes, actually. Um, okay. <laughs> funny thing was uh, that GOA was one of the organizations that I most respected. And I remember reading up on what they were doing and thinking, you know, someday I'd like to be the kind of organization where I'm, I'm doing good enough work that I could actually coordinate some things with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and what do you know? Here I ended up working for them. Um, but no, I've, I've always uh, been been very I've always very well respected their work that they've done. Okay, cool. So I'm not exactly sure what kind of questions we can get people to ask those questions again so we can handle them right now. What should people be looking at from an organization, though? There's multiple organizations. You got GOA, NRA, the USCCA. Yeah, Second Amendment Foundation. You know, you got all kinds of different things out there. What should we be looking for? Yeah. 
So, so have in your head what you want to happen and see what they're doing to make that happen. I know that's a very, very vague statement, um, but, but so, so let me flesh it out. Okay. So here's what I'm doing in Texas. I'm, I'm focused uh, solely on state legislation. So I don't, I don't deal with congressional things. I deal with the state legislature and state legislation. Um, and our, our legislature meets from January through May every other year. So the past few months, since I started in, in July, I've been focused on getting ready for mm-hmm. that um, and somewhat with elections as well. And then I'll be focused on that from January to May. And then whatever doesn't pass, it's dead for a year and a half. So that's why it's you know, so important to push it. So I, I have kind of a three-pronged approach or several different prongs. Um, I am registered as a lobbyist in Texas, but I believe very strongly that the legislators should be listening to their constituents, not just to the lobbyists. Mm -hmm. And so a large part of what I do is to travel all around Texas and train the grassroots in activism. So right now it's the legislative process. Um, I've, I've given trainings for hundreds of people in the past four months. I've been, I've, I think I've driven 6,000 miles around Texas and I have a couple thousand left to drive. Um, So doing a lot of that work, um, putting in the miles, putting the hours, meeting with activists, the people who, like we were talking about earlier, the people who care um, but don't know what to do. And I'm training them and, hey, here are the couple of times that it really matters to show up in Austin. Here's the process so you know when to make phone calls. And I'm personally connecting with them. So the, the grassroots mobilization is, is a huge part of what I do. Another part of what I do is um, meeting with legislators. So I'm, I'm very blessed. I live in Austin and I get to do this um, as a day job instead of just having to do it, you know, after I get off work every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm able to go meet with legislators, meet with their staffers. And I've been trying to get to know as many offices as I can during, when, I, when I'm in town um, in Austin during the past couple of months. And I'll just call and set up a meeting and, and, you know, talk with them about, hey, here are the things we're working on. Here's here's constitutional carry. Here's what it means. You know, ending gun free zones. Here's what it means. And I'll answer their questions uh, because I want to be able to be their resource for gun issues during session. Right. I want them to know we're around and we're watching and here we're, we're not going to compromise, but we can. But I'm willing to have the conversations to explain things and to answer their questions and help them feel better or give them the facts. Right. Do you ever feel like um, like when you're talking to them do you mm-hmm. ever feel like they're just uh you know patronizing you because what like so gorillas and guns says what he's looking for is trustworthiness right mm-hmm. so we've got these legislators and then we have people like yourself from the goa that are going out there and talking to these guys but are they just like playing some kind of game so they can get a good rating do mm-hmm. you ever see their eyes glazing yeah. over they're not really yeah. interested in this i do i do okay. i never trust anybody i don't think we should ever trust well I don't really trust anybody, but what I would say, even if you are people, a person who trusts people, mm-hmm. you should never, ever trust an elected official. Um, I meet so many people who say, oh, you know, my, my reps are good. I don't have to worry about them. You know what? You got to show up even for the great reps, even the ones who are your champions. So, number one, you have to show up and keep talking to them to make sure they don't get sucked into the bubble. Number yeah. two, you have to show up to make sure they know that they have your that you have their back and, and they have your support. Right. They're not out there fighting alone, like bring all the people in so mm-hmm. they can point to it and say, you know what? I believe in this, but I'm also doing what my constituents wants. So, so yes, yes to all of the above. You see the patronizing, you see the eyes glazed over, you see the people who don't agree with you and you just go in and you have the conversations anyway. You push that conversation. If they're a little bit uncomfortable, that's not a bad thing. 
right? Mm-hmm. It, it's, it, you need to be talking to them, having those conversations. And yes, I'm, I'm very blessed. I get to do that, you know, a lot more hours a day than most people would be able to, but everybody here has the ability to, um, I don't want to, I don't want to assume I would, I would, I would assume that most people listening to this probably have the ability to meet with your representative. So, so maybe not your congressman, maybe not your state senator, depending on how it's, how it's, how it's divvied out. Every state's a little different. Um, but, but you know, your, your state representative, they're usually their district is small enough. If you call up and ask for a meeting, you should be able to get a meeting with your representative. And often you can do it in your district. You don't even have to drive to the Capitol because th- you know, that's more where they live. So yeah. call up and ask for the meeting and start talking to them. Mm-hmm. So what do we do or what do you suggest we do? Or what does the GOA um, mm-hmm. plan on doing when we have politicians that we've supported them, we've shown up for them, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And then we find out that they're just messing around with us and they did us wrong. What do you think about that? Yeah, well, we're, we're going to call them out. I'm abs- like all during session. I'm going to be communicating with my grassroots about what's happening here in Texas. And, and if you're in another state, I'd be happy to point you to hopefully organizations who are who are active in your state, who are trustworthy organizations, um, or we also do put out state alerts for a lot of the states. Um, and so make sure you're on the GOA list. It's gunowners.org slash join. So gunowners.org slash join. And I'll try to put that in the notes. Um, so get those alerts. So you know when to make the calls. Um, mm-hmm. But, but I, I will be reporting. I'll say, you know, representative so-and-so, chairman so-and-so has not scheduled this bill yet for a And there will be a lot of other organizations or other people who will say, you know what, we just trust him. We know he's trying to work on it. I call BS on that. I say no. Like if he hasn't done it yet, I'm going to call that out. And if he really is trustworthy, he can prove it by scheduling the vote. He can prove it by moving the thing forward. I'm not going to just take somebody's word. They're trying to work on something. I'm going to call them out if they haven't done it. And I'm going to thank them if they do do it. Okay. So, and here's my question. I think I asked the GOA guys this, um, Yes. You know, how so you're the Texas chapter, right? Yes. Where are other chapters? Because uh, my understanding of GOA, they're in they're in D.C. and they're mm-hmm. there fighting laws that are popping up in D.C. I know they have chapters in a few other places, but they don't have chapters in every state. Right. Right. It's, it's actually a new thing. So I'm I believe I'm the first one hired to work in a state with state legislation. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why I was mentioning um I, you know, right now, because I'm in Texas, it's a, it's a big state. It, it could turn, honestly, this next session, it is possible that Texas could pass significant gun control legislation. I'm, I'm not even kidding. It's I'm not possible, highly likely, actually. I, I, I do not believe in hyping up a situation just to get right. more money and just to get more. Um, I, I don't believe in hyping up just to get money, just to get, um, you know, people's attention on something. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, yes, uh, it, it's very possible that Texas could pass gun control legislation here. And so it's very important that Texas not Texas hold the line. And I misspoke earlier, actually. GOA does have also a, a presence in California. So that's, you know, Californians who don't agree with the direction California is going. Check that out. Yeah. Um, we, can, there, we, are, we also work with people in many other states as well. So, um you know, just because I'm focused in Texas does not mean that we don't have the presence um, in other states. We're interacting with them. Definitely, if you're in another state, reach out to us. Um, see how you can get connected with other activists in your state, because I, w- I want to encourage people in that. I want to help people with the processes for their state legislation. Yeah. So I think that um, 
you know, I, I, here's a comment from Rob D. He says, uh, New York, we need help. SOS. <laughs> so I think what's happening, though, it seems to me like there's a or like they know there's certain states in America that are already anti-gun going good. They're not worrying about those states. Then they know there's other states that are very pro-gun and they've been targeting those those states. I think that's what happened here in Florida. That's what's happening in Texas and lots of other places around the country. And people there just are feeling like, oh, I'm in such and such a state. We're good. We're a gun state. Nothing's ever going to change over here. I think you really need to be uh, cautious of that. And you need to pay attention to to what's happening because you're going to turn around and it's highly likely that you would have gun control laws and then you won't be able to do anything about it. It's going to be very difficult to do anything about what's happening here um, in in Florida. Uh, Logic Rex gave us five bucks. He says, don't compromise. Join the GOA. Uh, And then he's got a a link there for the GOA, which, by the way, if you look in the in the uh, description of this video, there's a link. You can join the GOA and we actually save you some money. We don't get anything out of it other than knowing that we're helping the GOA uh, grow the numbers, which is important to us. So thank you. Thank you for that. Like, I, yeah. I sincerely appreciate I, I'm traveling around Texas and I'm meeting so many people who either say they just joined because they're excited about the work. And I meet people who say they've been a member for 20 years, 30 years. And and I just I appreciate that so much because those people, you know, who give 20 bucks a year, maybe 20 bucks a month or whatever they can, right? They're helping guides and they're doing so much um, to help mm-hmm. me keep going, to help. I think you had Jordan on here earlier to help Jordan and, mm-hmm. and Eric and, and like all of all of the GOA people who are working for gun rights. It's mm-hmm. the members. It's those, those people kicking in a little bit here and there who help us to keep going. And we appreciate it so much. Yes. Um, and then everyone out there, I see lots of people, fo- folks saying right now, like flopping garbage. I'm a member of the GOA. Everyone's saying, you know, Armament and Axis awesome. just gave us. Yeah, he gave us two bucks. Uh, hashtag 2A strong. Um, let me ask you about the numbers, Rachel. When you go out there, when when you're in these meetings, when there's mm-hmm. proposed laws and and uh, there's rallies and things like that, what do the numbers look like to you? Do you feel like there's a strong to a presence and people are upset or fighting back or do, do, do the numbers look kind of scraggly? Is it thin out there? What's going on? It's a whole lot fewer people than should be showing up. You know, if you say Texas is a pro-gun state, well, I'm not seeing it by the numbers who show up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I will say um, as I and other, other grassroots groups have been working um, in the past few years, we've seen a lot better turnout. In 2013, that was my first year there, I think there were 10 or 12 people who actually showed up for the licensed open carry hearing. Um, And I I will put the caveat of, I I don't put as much emphasis on the big rallies. Um, Those are great and they definitely have their purpose and we should do them when it it fits the purpose. But during legislative session, the legislators are not gonna show up to the rallies. They're gonna be sitting in their office during the day, you know, weekdays. Mm -hmm. And when we come in and actually testify in the hearings or meet with them in their offices, that's when they hear us. So that's more my focus during session. So, So 2013, there were 10 or 12 people who showed up for licensed open carry. 2015, we did a, we did an immense amount of groundwork just organizing, and we had 100, 150 show up for that. Um, and then 2017 for constitutional carry, we had um, I, I think we had a couple hundred actually show up, but it needs to be a whole lot more in 2019. So how? Yeah, tell me the stats of Texas. I know Texas. All I know about Texas is big ass. 
So how many people, <laughs> what, what, what amount of people are living in Texas? And by the way, Walter, people want to know what you're eating and all that all kind right. of stuff. So um, yeah. can, I, can I address that before we go into? Yes. It's always yeah. appropriate to talk about food. I'm Just having some, um, well, we had Chinese, so we get multiple things, different things, but um, um, sweet and sour chicken, some shrimp and lobster sauce, some lo mein, shrimp lo mein. <laughs> awesome. Um, so I have yeah. a little bit. I have a little bit of everything. So, okay, yeah. a little bit of everything. Do you want to shout out uh, where you get your Chinese food from over there in the safety yeah. harbors? This is from um, Walk and Roll. Walk and Roll. Walk and Roll. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just so hungry. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Okay. So tell us, Rachel, how many people in Texas, roughly? I mean, I don't know. We could probably Google it. Like um, said, Texas population. It's it's a little under 30 million. Still 27, 28 million. Okay, so 27, 28 million people. What's the percentages of how many of those people are gun owners? <laughs> uh, we don't have gun registration. Don't put okay. that on us. <laughs> no, I, I know, but like, what's yeah. the estimate? So half the people gun owners, a quarter of the people gun owners? Honestly, you know, that's a good question. I, I don't have an answer. I would have to just completely yeah. speculate on how many are gun owners. Because um, I kind of feel like this. I feel like mm -hmm. this, and I don't feel like this for just Florida, although I've witnessed exactly what you said um, here in Florida that I've gone to rallies and things like that. There's not a lot of people showing up, but I feel this way in America as whole. This probably, it feels to me like there's not a lot of gun people out there. There's not yeah. a lot of people that believe in the second amendment. People just aren't that worried about it. I feel like there's a lots of people that have guns, but they, but they don't think they have to do anything yes. to, to yeah. preserve those yeah. rights. I would say there are a lot of people who believe in the second amendment and, and, but they just take it for granted um, or, or they have somehow this trust in whatever organizations, you know, I, I paid my dues, they'll take care of it for me. Um, or, you know, sure, I'm sure the Republicans or the legislators will make sure nothing too bad happens. Or, oh, this is Texas, or this is, you know, Tennessee, or this is whatever state, and it's not going to happen here. We're all totally fine. My rep's fine. I don't need to worry about it. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's a whole lot of that happening, too, I think. I think it's worse than that. So yeah. what I mean by that is um, I think there's lots of people in America that don't know there's any such thing as the yeah. Second Amendment. I don't think they know what the Second Amendment is. I don't think that they realize that constitutionally they have the right to bear arms. And then and, and, and that just that gets means. worse. Yeah. I don't think they know what it means. I don't think they understand it. There's lots of people that I come across that are like, you know, what are you talking about? Because they've been brainwashed by movie and TVs. TV and the news and all that kind of stuff. Now, a lot of those people own guns. What they don't realize is that they they can they either do legally own those guns or they can legally own those guns, have those guns defend themselves. People just don't realize that. I was talking to someone here in Florida recently and we were talking about like stand your ground stuff. And I was telling him, you know, there's people in New York City that don't have like there's no such thing as stand your ground in New York City. And that guy was like, oh, like, what are you talking about? Why is there no such thing there? You know, people in New York don't realize, like, for example, in New York, if someone kicks in your door, we're talking about Tucker Carlson. If someone kicks in your door to rob you, you have to run. Even if you have a gun, even if you yeah. legally have one, you have to you have an obligation to run or get away or try to escape from that person. Yeah. Yeah, no, and, and I will say, as much as I bash Texas's terrible carry laws, we do have some good laws um, in, in other aspects of gun rights. So our, you know, our stand-your-ground laws, <clears throat> that, those are good. Those are positive. 
Yeah. Uh, Logic Rex says there's no such thing as carry in New York City. I have a permit, can't carry. You can get a permit to conceal carry in New York City. It's very difficult. Um, I think there's just go ahead, Walter. You have to be connected. Yeah, I think there's, you know, there's all this confusion on these things and people don't realize there's the flip side of that. There's people living in states where they can protect themselves. There is stand your ground. You can legally buy a gun. You can easily get a, you know, you can easily get a permit. You can conceal carry. Um, Like you said, you can open carry. You can do all these things. People aren't aware of it. If you're not aware that you have something, it is very easy for you to give it up. This is so true. If you're not aware of it and you don't use it, then what does it matter to you? You're never going to notice it's missing. And, and if you're like me, like I used to be, and not only do you not see a purpose for guns, but they actually kind of scare you and you think it would be stupid to actually carry it. I would not have said I was for a gun ban, but I was just like this far away from it. Right. It was Mm -hmm. like this far from me saying, well, you know, it's stupid to carry it. Nobody should carry it. So sure. Why not ban it? I wasn't mm-hmm. there, but I was so close to being there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is the thing. People need to, whenever people take that journey, it's just like you're saying, you took this journey because you were worried about your brother. That gave you the adrenaline to start looking into this thing. And when you took this journey, you started realizing, wait a second, I got some rights here. This is a thing. This is nothing more complicated than any other thing I have in my life that I do, you know? And you started learning about it and you learned about your rights and all that kind of stuff. And then you became a protector of it. And I think what's happening in America right now is everyone is focused on some other damn thing right now. And they're not focused on the fact that they're giving up their ability to protect themselves. And it's the it's the one thing that can help people out there. There's not enough gun laws that we could write. There's there's not enough things that we can do to get rid of the guns in the world or the ability for people in the world to be destructive. But what we can do is give people all the tools that they need, not just the gun, but the training and understanding and all that kind of stuff uh, about how to use the guns to be able to defend themselves in a situation or even if they don't have guns to be able to defend themselves in a situation that may uh, show up. For example, if someone's trying to do that and you don't have a gun, they're not expecting anyone to push back. The minute they get pushed back, they're going to change their whole plan. You know, like we were talking about before, maybe if they got you're in a bar, maybe if they got some bottles thrown at their asses or some chairs thrown at them or something like that, or people trying to rush them, they would change their mind of what they were doing instead of running away and then giving that person an opportunity to just pick out people. But we're not you know, we're not talking about that. People aren't getting educated. Even if you and I are talking about it, people don't want to hear it. Yeah. So we had a comment from from Vincent who says everyone in this part of Texas has guns. Okay. So Vincent, I want to hear from you. Um, message me privately or or find me on Facebook or something. I want to hear what part of Texas you're in, and I want to ask you to be an area organizer in your part of Texas. If you know people with guns, we need them to show up when it matters, not just to the gun range. Yeah, that's good. You know, be trained, be well regulated, right? Um, train yourself. Uh, keep yourself safe and your families. But I, I need people in that part of Texas to actually show up in Austin and affect policy because those people, I think, I believe, speak for the majority of Texans um, and, and not the people who want to say ban all the guns. But it's the ban all the guns people who show are in up. Austin and show up. Well, we need yeah. you and your people to show up. That's, they show up a lot of times because they're being paid to show up or someone's providing a ride to there that's paying for all this stuff. 
obviously i mean everybody shows up with the same t-shirt on guess what <laughs> sure but ultimately you're getting the same results so like if we're gonna sit around and wait to get paid right, right. then we're well, gonna no, get I'm not we're saying gonna have that, but i'm just saying yeah. that's what you're up against you're up against a very well organized um resistance and and okay it's it might be only stable representing this many people but that's what shows up on the news yeah no, I, and, and I'm not arguing with you on that. Yeah, no, I yeah. think that's why that's why uh, Democrats were able to flip uh, the House. Right. Bloomberg like came in and just dropped tons of money on those well, places. And he was able to, actually, to flip what was going on. Actually, over there, the right? flip was very minor compared to last fl- flips in the past. Yeah. Yeah. And that, but, and, that, and, that, and that's due to the fact that we got a president that gets out and, and doesn't isn't scared to confront people. So. Yeah. I think at the same time, if Bloomberg didn't come in there and drop a lot of money on those places. Oh, and Of course, and, and, like I always uh, say, money, money talks, man. Yeah, that's absolutely. What you're talking about when the guy goes to Washington, he's got all his good intention. The, the uppity ups go, come here, buddy. So then, unless my, you play our game, you're not getting no money for your campaign next time around. So, yeah, step in line, Holmes. So let me ask you this, Walter, and then and Rachel, obviously, you know, um, now now you've had your compound chicken and all that kind of stuff, Uh, you know, your lobster. I haven't had mine yet. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, you're nicely well fed here. So let me ask you, I'll start with you, Walter. Go ahead. Go ahead. So are you saying that there's no money on our side? All right. There could be a lot more money if the damn one thing that really aggravates me is all these Big ass gun companies do nothing, mm-hmm. zero. They cower in right. the corner. As soon as they're approached by some, by five people, they cower in the corner like, "Oh my god, oh, 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 oh. why not?" You know, you you gotta trump them. Like, what the f- are you talking about? Get out of here! You know, we got yeah. lawyers too. That's gonna be my response. We got just as many damn lawyers as you do, so go away. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean, um. We're not doing anything illegal. We're doing legal business. Have a nice day. But yeah, what they I do think, is they cower. You know, yeah. and, and I agree with you. I mean, and why would I have a? Why would why, why was there why is there a gun company in Connecticut? Why is there a gun company in any of these states that are anti-gun? I think would have packed their bags and got the hell out of Dodge, you know. But they stay there and they pay the taxes and support these anti-gun people. I don't know. Yeah. Well, if this if that continues going in that direction, then there won't be there 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 will be guns, but there won't be legal guns in America. Well, there's always going to be guns. There's legal. I mean, you know, look at New York City. Hello, you can't have a slingshot in New York City. Yeah, but there's lots of guns. Don't know that you can't have a slingshot. Yeah, because they're too scary. And um, there's I guarantee guarantee you, I could go to New York City and get a grenade. I can get an AK-47. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I know. I know this. Yeah, well, don't say it too loud because somebody will come knocking. Well, who do you know? Yeah, um, I'm just telling you it could be done. <laughs> well, anything yeah. can be done, you know, if you want yeah. to bad enough. But um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's that's that that aggravates me that the fact that the but there's lots of money that could be on our side, but they're so scared of what people might say. Yeah, I think um, the companies need to man up and woman up. What do you think, Rachel? Yeah, cowboy I, up, cowboy up. You're in Texas. <laughs> You'd be yeah. okay. Yeah, I, I think it's easier. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to speak for all of them, but but yeah, it, it's like the legislators getting sucked into the bubble, right? Um, because of donors, because of leadership, because of whatever reasons they're going to give out there, just they're not listening anymore. I think it can be easy for a really big gun company to you know want to pander to um, 
whoever's in charge politically and not stand up against it. I mean, we and and I'm not saying that they're just making up um, excuses. I mean, we've definitely seen some gun companies stand up. We've seen a few of them stand up and, and the government try to come put them out of business or really attack them and come down on them. Um, so you know, we've seen that happen. It, it, they might pay the price for it, but I, w- I would hope that, you know, we can be loyal customers of, of companies that do stand up and encourage them to stand up. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. um, we've seen a couple of them that Hank in Illinois that pandered to the, to the politicians and it didn't look good when it came out in the press that they, uh, were trying to make deals. So they didn't, fall prey to any of the uh, Illinois uh, politics. I I think what we have is a lot of companies out there, gun companies, they give, they do the standard thing of, oh, we gave to the NRA and then they forget (laughs) everything there. And I think we need to do more than that. Yeah. Yeah. I think they need to do more than that. I think they need to start stepping up to the plate. Um, They need to start speaking out themselves. They all have social media and voices there. They can get their act together and put a message out there that's pro Second Amendment. Um, They can do more to promote the other organizations out there that are pro Second Amendment and are fighting things like GOA, etc. Okay, and then they can do more to um, help support the people out there that are talking about this and pushing back and all that kind of stuff. I don't think we have. So those of us who believe in the Second Amendment, we don't have any media on our side. I can tell you guys this right now. I don't feel like Fox is on our side. I don't feel there's we definitely don't have MSNBC or CNN or anything like that. I don't really see a lot of this. I'm not saying that you won't get some of these people like Fox obviously has, you know, they'll have someone come on and talk about guns. I'm pretty sure. I think I've seen GOA go on there. But to me, it's not really we're, we're out here pretty much on our own and we do have a voice. Maybe we just need people to help us amplify that voice and get the message out louder. Yeah. You know, instead of sitting around and waiting for other people to do it. So that's I would like to see that happen. But right now, it seems like a lot of these companies are just going to sit on the fence. And I forgot who said it here because it the uh, it scrolled by really quick. But uh, someone said that there's money in it for them to just ignore what's going on. They believe they're going to get that Obama effect again. (laughs) They're going to get the the Hillary bump. There's yeah. that, and, and there's also sometimes, sometimes if you're a big organization, you know, you can you can take the regulation and maybe you benefit from it because the little mom and pop shops get shops get put out of business. Sometimes, you know, generalization. Sometimes that can happen, and and that's sad though when they don't stand up for that reason. Yeah. Well. Yeah. First they came for the mom and pop shops, and then they came for us. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because trust me. The, the anti-gunners, they're not going to stop because your rifle's black. They'll go after the shotguns then, then they'll go after bolt-action rifles, and then they'll go after eventually. If you look at the what is it, um, the agenda of the one outfit, that I don't know if they're around still, or maybe they changed names five times since then, but it was all the way down to pocket knives. You know That was their agenda. The guns first, everything else, and then pocket knives. You'd be like the British where you can't have a, you can't have a sharpened fork. <laughs> or a yeah. sharpened butter knife, you know what I mean? It's like, come well, on. you know, when I started doing this and I started like six years ago, that's not a long time, believe it or not, although it feels like a lifetime. Uh, when I started doing it, people were saying gun guys in gun stores was like, no one's coming for your guns. What's the matter with you? Nobody's coming for your guns. I think six years later, we all realized there's no one here that's going to go, oh, they're not coming for your guns. No, don't worry about it. 
The guns are good. There are people are obviously coming for the guns. That's where all of this is going. There's no there's no logical person out there who thinks, oh, we're just going to make all of this illegal and then everything's going to disappear. There has to be some system to actually come collect those things if they're because what's going to happen is if they just pass a bunch of laws and then there's guns out there and people still get keep getting killed or more people start getting killed, then you're going to have the opposite effect that people in America are going to go, what the hell's going on? This is not working. We need to go the opposite way. So ultimately, what they're going to do to try to fix that is actually come for your guns. Well, um, yeah, I mean, that could happen at some point. Um, OK, yes. wait, hang on. It, it already happened. It, it already has is happening. Like, look at the red flag. Oh, yeah, that, okay. the, did you see the news right, right, earlier right. this week? Right, right. right. There was a guy who Maryland. they came for his gun. Yes. Right, he yeah. didn't give it up. He got shot. Right. right yeah. Right. That's yeah, um, that's gun confiscation. That's exactly how it starts. And in how many states? I think we've got red flag laws in what, like 10 states already? I think it's more than 10. I don't have the number off the top of my head. Yeah, We've got them definitely in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> you know, those things that all went into that bill. Like it's not mm-hmm. just the bump stock. They want to call it that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. in that bill is red flag laws, all kinds yep. of different um, things uh, incorporated in there. So, you yep. know what? We're, we're, we've like hit the nine o'clock wall here. <laughs> Uh, yep. This is actually a great conversation. It went um, faster than I thought. Uh, you know, you thought I was going to be boring. What? Uh, no, no, it's not that. It's not that. You know, I mean, I I didn't realize though. how unboring you are. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, it is. It is a lot of fun. I'm I'm having a good time. Uh, I'm sure Walter, you're having a good time, right? Um, uh, I- yeah, it's okay. He's eating okay. Chinese yeah. food. How yeah, can he don't, not be having yeah, a Yeah, Walter, time? don't don't jump right, up and say you're having play. a good time. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you know, <laughs> I feel like I'm on the date with a chick. I'm like, oh, you're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, you know, you well, you know, you. you blah, blah, blah. Yes, he's having a great time. You, you wouldn't have that first date with a chick and talk politics. So, because uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> it could end. Up, you remember when you were younger? I mean, okay, I, I'm you know I'm not that old, but remember when you you. You never even, when you first met somebody, you never even worried about, you weren't thinking about politics. You weren't thinking about this, that, you just went and had fun, you know? Yeah. And, and as you get older, it's like, I wouldn't touch that. I don't care how good she's looking she is. She's a freaking leftist. <laughs> well, that's the problem. We can't have fun anymore because we have to deal with all these things. We have to fight every day for what we have. So oh, we I don't eat meat. I don't do this. I don't do yeah. that. I don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to get married to that chick who goes, no, oh. there's no guns come in my house. It's dangerous. Oh, well, I, gonna I, die. I, I told my significant other when I met her is I have guns and ain't going nowhere. So, yeah, you know, no. so. It's tough. But here's the thing, Rachel. I think mm-hmm. this was a great conversation. Yeah. I think the folks enjoyed it. Um, I'll be happy to have you come back again. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you enjoyed it or not. I after, did enjoy after, don't, 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 Because, yeah, I just asked Walter. I don't want to get like a. T- I will I'll just write up and tell you I enjoyed it. And it was it was great. Both of y'all are, are a lot well, of fun to talk. Well, it texts me early on says I haven't been able to get a word in edgewise, but that's OK sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. If we're having no, it's a good all right. I'm just listening. I'm just. Listening. Yeah. So we're going to do this. I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to let uh, Rachel go last so everyone could uh, pay attention to what she has to say. To say, Walter, since we're wrapping up here, it's the weekend. What are you getting up to? Uh, what do you want the people to know before uh, they get out of here? Well, I'm getting up to seeing you tomorrow. Um, you and and, the, and your beautiful wife for mm-hmm. some for some business, mm-hmm. and uh, which is always fun. Yes, and, yeah, we got to get work done. But the yeah. weekend uh, Sunday is a uh, Veterans Day, so there's a parade to do, and then there's uh, I do military vehicles too, Rachel. So um, 
the military vehicle guys are doing a parade in Newport Ritchie, and then there's another static uh, thing in the morning at a different at a bar or restaurant place. I don't know if I'm doing both, but yeah, that's what the, and Monday's a holiday, but we're going to be at the shop working. So yes. Um, yes. Monday is a holiday. We won't be here doing the show. We're taking Monday off oh, just great. FYI to everyone. Um, I'll, I'll still be working. Lola and I have a bunch of stuff that has to get done um, over this weekend break and all that kind of stuff. So we'll, we'll be doing that. Yep, yep. So, um, and then we'll put up, we'll throw up some social media for you guys. Um, I don't know if there was anything else I needed to say to, say to people. So Rachel, um, why don't you tell us how people can get in touch with you, support you? I see lots of people. James Miller says Rachel was great. Um, you know, lots of like, lots of kudos to you going on here. So. Well, thank yeah. you. Uh, it's, it's a pleasure and an honor to work with gun owners of America and the fabulous staff. Um, on gun rights, you know, it, it's the no compromise gun lobby. And I appreciate everybody who's said that they're a member because you guys are the ones who make this happen. So thank you. Uh, I would encourage everybody to make sure you are signed up for the GOA alerts. If you're not, you're not sure, just go do it. It's gunowners.org slash um, alerts. So gunowners.org slash alerts. Uh, if you're in Texas, I've got a whole list of events I'm doing all around the state and you can check that out at our special Texas page. It's gunownerstx.org. And we can put that there too, but it's gunownerstx.org. Also, feel free to connect with me on Facebook. Um, make sure you're connected with us there. It's just Rachel Malone on Facebook. And um, you can follow me, or if you want me to accept a friend request back, just shoot me a message and say, hey, I saw you on the podcast. That's how I know you're not some about yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so I know you're legit, um, and I'd be happy to do that. But you know, thank you guys so much for, uh, thank you Hank and Walter for hosting, and thank you everybody who listens. It's awesome that you listen. But I also want to challenge you to to make a decision about what you're going to do with what you heard, because it's really easy to just sit there and nod and say, "Oh yeah, preach it, like right on. That's great stuff." But you know, if we're all saying this to each other and to ourselves. Um, that's our echo chamber and it's not going to make any difference. So I want you to make a decision. What, what are you going to do with this? And if your decision is, I don't have time, I don't care about it, I'm not going to do anything. I can respect that because at least it's a decision and at least you're owning up to it. Um, what I don't want you to do is just pretend like, you know, or just ignore it. Okay. So make a decision, own up to your decision. Either I'm going to do nothing and I'm going to just leave it and let what happened happens. And you know, we get gun control, whatever, or make a decision about, yes, I'm going to do something. Maybe make an appointment with your legislators. Maybe look up your next city council meeting and show up there. Maybe it's just as simple as join the GOA alert list and pledge that when we send an email and ask for phone calls and emails, you're going to do that. You know, what, whatever the thing is, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but make a decision about what you're going to do with it. Because you know what? It, liberty depends on us. So let's, let's make use of what we've got. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, STL Storm Spotter says hashtag Rachel Encore. Flopping Garbage says Rachel Rocks. Uh, lots of other stuff like that. Uh, lots of great uh, comments like that going on in here. So um, thanks. You know what? Len Holt says thanks, Rachel. I think that GOA made a very good decision with you to to uh, to put you in this position. You're, Thank you're doing you. And job. I am very blessed to work for GOA. Yeah. They just need to clone you now and then drop you <laughs> into a whole bunch of different spots. We'll but there's good, there's good people over there, you know, working hard yes, all the time. They're right? very good people. Yes, absolutely. And if you if you need us to help you do something, get a message out or anything like that, 
please do let us know um, if there's something going on in Texas, you want to come back. Uh, when Rachel Malone is running for governor of Texas, we'll be happy to, uh, to help out as much as we can. <laughs> um, I see it in the future. Go ahead, Walter. What are you going to say? And, and take a, take a friend out shooting. Yes. A hundred percent. Take a non shooting person out. Yes. Shooting. Yes. Male, female, whatever. Just take them out. They don't have to be fancy shooting. Just go out and just pull 100%. the trigger a little bit and then watch their eyes light up. Oh, that's pretty yeah. cool. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, on those Very wonderful true. words of wisdom from Walter, wonderful words of wisdom from Walter, <laughs> I'm going to say it two times. <laughs> that's where we should end. That's where we should end. Thanks so much to Rachel Malone, uh, GOA Texas, for coming in. Thanks to Walter. Thanks to everyone out there that's joining us. Um, you know, I hope you guys have a great, safe weekend um, and enjoy. Uh, it's Veterans Day, right? On Monday. Yep. yep. Uh, enjoy that. But remember why we're celebrating uh, Veterans Day. And uh, we will see you guys on Tuesday. We're out of here. Peace. All right. <laughs> we're out. Stay right there, Rachel. We're